Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. This meeting of the Movie Council is now in session. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Movie Council podcast. My name is Tim Sherry. I'm the CEO of this Movie Council. I am once again your host tonight. I am back again tonight with your three boys, your three bros, my three esteemed colleagues. We are back. Hey-o. We're back at it. Uh, we got a few. Uh, we got a few episodes taking a little break from uh, doing our movie reviews. I know you love those, but it's the end of the year. We're feeling we're feeling like we got to do some end of the year wrap-up kind of stuff, thinking outside the box. So that's what we're going to be doing for the next few weeks. So we're going to be doing something a little, a little different tonight. We'll get into that in a moment. But before we do, we need to introduce the players, the boys, your bros. And we have to start it off with the number two man in charge of the movie council, the COO, my big bro, the reigning, defending, best movie guy on the planet, the hotshot banker, Mr. Andrew Sherry. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> he was playing that sound bite before yeah, we went on. That old <laughs> classic. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> <laughs> <The> bitches? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. I'm... Um, <clears throat> I realized I haven't watched watched any eighties movies in a while, and so yeah. I, mm. I jumped different. Into, I jumped into a couple right. of these this week. Yeah, different feel, but <laughs> different feel because we've been watching a lot of new releases. But you know, change of pace, and you know, I welcome a challenge. Yeah, I think I think probably the last time I watched an eighties movie is when we did like the, our favorite franchise week, and we all had to watch Rocky three. Yeah, like that yeah. was like the last. I think the last eighties movie I probably watched. So yeah, yeah we're and that, getting... that one lays it on thick. 80s. Oh, yeah. Thick oh, yeah. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, with I... the fucking striped tube socks and everything. I mean, they're really... I, that I was think so eighties. Clue is technically an eighties movie. Yeah, it's, it's eighty nine, right? Mm-hmm. right? But it's a period. It's a period piece, so it so doesn't. Diff- you know, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. But yes, thank you, AJ. Um, happy to have you back. Uh, that 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 sound bite there. The the what's up, bitches? I, I was I was talking to the Booker <laughs> Man the other day. He was telling me that. Remember the episode that you were out because you were at that like eyes wide shut bankers party mm-hmm. that thing that you were you were you dressed up as pheasants yeah. and blowing each other or whatever you guys are doing, talking about poor people. Uh, like the Booker Man was telling me he loved that episode because we must have dropped. DP must have dropped at least fifty sound bites of yours in that episode. The Booker Man said he was pissing himself during that episode because it was just like the tap that ass one and like yeah. all of those. We were laying it on that night. That was that was a fun. Time. I mean, a well timed sound bite. You really can really carry the day. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, it did. It did that night. So, all right, good to have you. We're gonna get into what we're doing in just a couple minutes, but let me let's talk to my producer, my editor. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. My award-winning producer yes, and editor, my big bro, the chief comedy officer, and the movie council's daddy, Mr. Dan Sherry. What's up, buddy? What tarnations are you doing? <laughs> oh yeah, that was there was a lot of those that night. That, that was oh goodness. Oh, oh uh, hey, you know, not much. Uh, it's been a good week. Um, you know what? Let, let's go ahead and do this right now and get this out of the way mm-hmm. everyone uh if you want to follow us on social media 
we can be found at Movie Council Pod on uh, you know, all the places, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, you can send it to moviecouncilpod at gmail.com. And also wherever you're listening, if you uh, give us a, a rating and a review, it, it helps us out. And we appreciate it. And, uh, I mean, I say, like, if you give us a, a review on iTunes, we'll read it. So uh, we, we got a new one this week, boys. Uh, this one, uh, not, not much to go with. Just, you know, the, uh, the title of the review is A True Gem. Mm. And the re- review just says five out of five would recommend. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the whole review. But we thank Perfect. you. Uh, uh, the username is um is Beat Tickler. So so I'm not sure if like Bearded Thigh Tickler had to change his name <laughs> or something, or if Dwight Schrute has a mm. iTunes account, you know, or maybe with our luck it'd be Moe's. Yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but someone that likes to tickle beats. Okay, uh, we'll recommend. Yeah, it calls us true gem. So we gem. We, we thank you, Beat Tickler. Yeah, I agree. appreciate it. Yeah, I agree. It is a true gem, isn't it? Yeah, big time. Speaking of true gems, TP, lovely haircut. Oh, my, thank, thank you so you much. Yeah, just yeah. today I was at the barber shop. I could tell. So. You, had a, you had a fresh cut there, buddy. Yeah, you big know, time. I need. I noticed <laughs> it last week because when you were looking at me, um, like awestruck that I didn't like that fucking Weird Al movie, you had like pulled your headset off and your hair was so long you looked like a fucking homeless psych patient staring at me <laughs> and it made it even more eerie like i was like this is okay i i'm like i'm gonna stare at the other two because i'm yeah freaked out <laughs> yeah anyway. yeah it, it had been a while since i got a haircut yeah. so you yeah. look great to the, looks like to the wire from spider-man 3 yeah uh-huh. yeah it's, uh-huh. i like i like yeah. that the, like the full part not you know mm-hmm. Remember when we were younger, I did like the mushroom, the middle part. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the middle thing. part. Yeah. That was all, yeah. all the rage in the 90s. Yeah. So. I like the, 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 the solo part. It looks good on you. No one knows what the fuck we're talking about because this is a podcast. <laughs> so, but, but still, still, just visualize a lovely haircut, people. There you okay. go. Yeah. You, you'll get it. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> speaking of lovely people, let's swing it on down to Charlotte. Let's talk to my boy. My bro, my brother from another mother, the very handsome, the very, the very toit, the very sexual, the the smooth talking southern gentleman, Mr. Marky Bondarout. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much, man. Much appreciated as always. Thanks for that intro. Mm. Things are going good. Just got back from uh, a Mexican dinner, which was lovely. Yeah, had a mm-hmm. nice big goblet. Whatever they put those margaritas in, the, the, I love the thing that has enough glass to kill a man. Not scorpion bowl. Uh, oh, those are the Asian, those are the Chinese. Food yeah, mm. like there's an on the border restaurant near us. Yeah, like they, they they have small they look like small fish tanks. Okay, yeah, okay. and yeah. they're like a quarter, like half an inch thick of glass. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's for when drunk people drop them and just bounce off the floor. Well, they they keep those fuckers cold, I mean, yeah. real cold. So those but are no, nice. Yeah, ha- had myself a nice marg. Now I'm getting into the beer, feeling What'd pretty you, good. What, what, what did you order? Would you have a burrito? Would you have a chim- chimichanga dinner? That a boy. Yeah, that's good. Can't go wrong. I yeah, I asked, the for beef, I, I asked for ground for ground beef, me? but I got uh, chicken. Oh really? And you yeah. fucked you. No, you know I was thinking like 
you got to be a real asshole to return something at a Mexican restaurant. You know, it's got to be really fucked up because it was, it wasn't fucked up. It was wrong. (laughs) It was wrong, but it's not going to be bad. It's, you know, it's either chicken or beef or like, you know, you you gave me uh, yeah, I mean, there's. It's always going to be fucking good, yeah. unless it's burnt to a crisp. Like you don't send. It's loaded with cheese and beans and scallions <laughs> yeah. and shit like that. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. So, of course, it was. It was Fuck delicious. My mouth is watering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do love. I do love Mexican restaurants. I, I'll give you that. Well, I'm happy you're. Uh, you're all. You're all full, and now you're getting into the beer. I see that a boy. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm battling, as I mentioned before. You we went on. I was sick all week. I had some weird, fucking stupid head cold that like everybody and their mother has right now that's going around everyone's sick mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm battling that but i'm feeling better i'm trying to just get through this tonight um i do want to talk real quick before we get into our topic tonight which we do need to get into relatively quickly because we got a we got a lot to do um but i do we, we do need to address the elephant in the room the, this very large elephant mm-hmm. which is um last week's episode oh, oh boy. Was, <laughs> turned out to be the most divisive episode of the 101 that we had done. 101 was last week, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I realized that sometimes this is what I realized after the show. And I realized it during this week was usually anytime we have disagreements, like we kind of scrap it pretty quickly. But the thing is, I, I noticed this one lingered because normally now, now for, for you guys that listen to the show, we normally record on Friday nights and then DP works on it over the weekend, drops it on Monday. That's when you guys, you know, first see it and you're, you know, wherever you're listening to it. Um, but again, we record on Friday, usually by Sunday afternoon, we start texting each other. Hey, what's up for next week? What are we going to do? And we start brainstorming and everything like that, because you know, we, we go over stuff after the podcast, but none of us ever fucking remember it. Right. So we Peek still we, behind we, the curtain. Yeah, exactly. So um, we start, we usually no later than like, I'd say Sunday night would be the latest. We didn't fucking start talking to each other this week till like Tuesday night. Yeah. Like the, the, the wounds were a little fresh still. Like they really, they took, they took a little while to heal this time. I yeah. noticed. Yeah, I had hurt. no hard feelings. I mean, DP, you know, called me Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, but... <laughs> we should all be comfortable with our our opinions. It's all subjective, right? You know? I, I didn't say you were Larry the Cable Guy. I just said that was your sense of, uh, you know, even worse that's humor. Not tr- but it's not. That's true. your taste. Of, I know that's, that's your taste of comedy. That's <laughs> <what it's> <laughs> <laughs> even way worse. Yeah. Sometimes we're gonna get on here and we are gonna feud over. It. Yeah. 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 So. Um, but you know, I'm, I, I was over it, uh, you know, but again, we, we were, we were definitely upset. So anybody, if we upset anybody last week, I do apologize, mm. uh, because uh, it was, it was, it was a little, it got a little testy at the end. Um, but we're, a we're, bit. we're, we're, we're pa- a little bit, we're a little past bit. it. You did a little bit. You, you I, I mean, I mean, by, bit. by all means, go out and see weird. If you, you know, yeah. If you like movies that I hate, you know? Yeah, yeah. You salted them a little bit. Right, if you listen to this podcast and typically the movies that I rank high, you hate. Mm. Vice versa, go ahead, you should watch weird. But if you listen to this podcast, it's usually because you find me fucking hilarious. Mm. Mm. So if I found a movie hilarious, you're going to want to watch it. I don't don't know if it's a good idea to get you know, go back down this trail. No, um, yeah, this is, I just want to see fucking jacked Daniel. Grab that e-brake, spin the car. Yeah, exactly. Like just as a as a council, I wanted to address it. <laughs> We're over it. We're past it. Um, but please, uh, if you guys have seen that movie, weird, feel free to to email in and I, tell us what you think. I prefer um, Harry Potter one Daniel Radcliffe, Marquis. 
Even I, for little little Daniel Radcliffe, young yeah. creepy. Yeah, why does that not surprise me? If yeah, creep. you would. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we. we I love we, little we, children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep oh no, we've got three of them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> then you just you then you just have to do it to have all the four. But, um, but yes, listen, we have a a, a very uh, deep topic to get into tonight, um, and we got a lot to do. But I just wanted to address that because well, let's let's leave that in the rear view yeah. okay we'll leave that behind us and we will move forward because tonight should be a lot of fun um i think so i'm gonna carry you know, it with I, me i, I probably yeah i know right um, <laughs> GP, i probably should have brought this up before we went on but this was kind of your this was your baby this week this is your idea do you want yeah, uh, yeah. you want to set it up yeah so uh actually a, a couple of weeks ago uh you know i was on uh on, on the youtubes and uh Came across a video from uh, Watch Mojo, which I'm sure a lot of people know about. It's a very, very popular YouTube channel. And basically, they always just kind of do lists, you know, top 10 this, top 20 that. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, they came out with their uh, the top 20 most underrated films of all time. And so, you know, I watched it. And out of that 20... There was a whole bunch of movies that we've talked about here on the movie council. And we're like, these are super underrated movies. We should watch them. Um, so I, I, I forwarded the move the the video to everyone else and they watched it and, and we all agree it's a it's a pretty good list. Um uh, there were a few on here that we hadn't seen yet. So uh this past week we all watched uh one we hadn't seen yet, and uh it, we also all watched another one. All four of us watched the same one as well, so we can kind of take a couple deep dives into some of these movies. Uh, a few of them we'll just kind of race right through because we've already talked about. So let's dive right into this list. So at number 20 of the 20 most underrated films of all time, they have The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. I, I mean, I think it's clear. We agree. That's an. I mean, it's in Marky's fucking bunker. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I pretty sure Marky, necessarily... I'm pretty sure Marky nominated it for the vault as well. Yes. Yeah. And, and the only reason it's not in is because I actually I haven't gotten around to watch it yet, yeah. boys. I'm sorry. That's that's, that's on not. Me. Um, that's no, one of my favorite seen, movies of all time. I haven't you seen, seen it either. either. I right, so see. Yeah. So it's two of us that haven't seen it, and two of us that fucking love it to the point yeah. that yeah. it's been nominated. I was just about to say, I don't consider that to be an underrated movie because it's a Wes Anderson film, but I can mm. go ahead and uh, pull that back because two of you right here haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Marco, I will also say that I did, I, wrote, I, I took down all the Rotten Tomatoes um, numbers for these movies as uh -huh. well, and the critics have that at 56%. Crazy. Um, the audience has it at 82%. Um, so maybe it is a little, I mean, as far as the critics go, maybe it is a little underrated. I think it's brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Movie. Mm -hmm. So I, I do have to say Wes Anderson is a, um, acquired taste. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. Un <laughs> he's unique in that regard. Like for instance, I couldn't get through some of the scenes of Royal Tenenbaums, although I saw some of the brilliance of it, but I love Grand Pet Budapest Hotel. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So it's, I guess, it, I don't know. It, he's a little bit hit or miss for me, but. That doesn't mean he's, you know, he's just an acquired taste, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's got another movie coming up soon. I forget the name of it, um, but it's no surprise. It's a lot like his last one, French Dispatch, where he's already compiling this massive list of A-list celebrities that are coming on for seemingly just the uh, 
just for the reason to be involved on one of his projects. Like well, probably I, I've heard that, they, too, right? yeah, yeah, they don't get, they don't get paid very much for the Wes Anderson projects, but it's because they just, it seems to be that they do it just to be able to work with him and be in, in these. Um, and also a lot of times each, each character depends on who it is. Like for instance, Bill Murray has a lot of screen time in uh, life aquatic, but there's always, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll have this massive list. And then, you know, uh, Timothy Chalamet, for instance, and like uh, French Dispatch overall doesn't have that that much screen time. So it's not like they're on set for that long. But right. But but DP, do you want to um, do you want to go to the movie that we all watched? Do you want to do that or you? how do you want to do it? Um, go through the list. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, actually, I would kind of go through the list. Well, the one that we all watched, uh, I think we'll save that one for the end. Yeah, OK, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, wait, because some of them we'll go through quick. Like, so number nineteen yeah. is Dread, and I think we all agree that's. We all agree right. that movie. Love that movie. Rules. I've never <laughs> yeah. seen it. Oh, I've never AJ. seen it. Oh, oh, so good. So that good. came out. And, uh, I've only seen four movies on this list. Well, six. Oh, wow, but, really? Yeah, Carl Urban kills it. I mean, it's it's such yeah. a great flick. The, the fans were asking for a sequel for that for so long, but it's been long enough mm-hmm. now that I don't think, unfortunately, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, it's so it didn't do that great in the no. theaters. You know, I don't the think there was a, I mean, office I mean, wise. Well, when you think about of... it, DP, Carl Urban was the lead in it. That when that movie came out, Carl Urban. I mean. And yeah, I don't he's always he, doing side stuff. I don't know what he who is, he is now. now. And, yeah. and by the way, I don't think people were clamoring for like a Judge Dredd remake mm. at that point. Like, no, no, exactly. It just probably stuff, came out of nowhere. The other know? stuff mm-hmm. was like meh. So yeah, yeah. no. But I think it's a completely underrated movie. I would agree yeah, with the list. Totally. That one. Yeah. Agree there. Uh, Eighteen. Dan in real life. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys seen, seen this one? I've no. seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Um, it, does it belong on this list? So it, that's a funny movie. Because it, well, the movie itself is funny in moments, but it's a funny the way people look at it. Because I've talked to people who swear by this movie, like it's one of their favorite movies. Then Ooh. I've talked to people who literally told me they walked out of the theater in the middle of it. Like, wow, it is extremely hit or miss. And like, like I said, for me, there's some funny moments in it. Um, but when, when did it come out? Oh God. Or mid two thousands, maybe. Yeah, early. To so you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe people were ready to see see Steve Carell do something like that. Maybe, maybe but no, Scott. you know what it was? Steve Carell started to fine. like ascend as Michael Scott. You Steve know? Carell was fine. the The thing is, in the movie, the the people around him, the people that play his family are insufferable, and um, okay. they yeah. have. But there's some good. I mean, Dane Cook has a funny role in it. Um, the girl Ju- Julia Binoche was that her name? She's yes. fucking get it. By the way, she, you know she's annoying. It's I would actually say yeah, I looked sixty five percent critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I'd say that's pretty accurate. So I I don't know if mm-hmm. I would say if it's underrated or not. I just it's like meh for me. Yeah. So uh, at seventeen is the movie Thief from nineteen eighty one. It's a yeah, Michael Mann movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. Don't know what that. I like. Well. I like Michael Mann. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah I was thinking about watching that one because, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of him, and I like. Uh, is that Steve Con? Is that his name? James Con. James Con. Yeah, James Con. So, um, Sonny yeah. Corleone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't he just pass away? By the way, did he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. July of the year. Four, five, this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's a, he was a gem. Yeah, at sixteen is the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Another uh, one I haven't seen. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, it, it's a good movie. 
I think it was a lot of style over substance. I think yeah. actually with an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's actually overrated at that. I Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't think this is an underrated movie. I it's mean, good. Again, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I had I fun watching the, it. And I didn't look up the box office stuff, but we're just talking mm-hmm. critics-wise. I think, I think it's overrated. And again, what year was that? Oh, God, that's another one. 05, uh, 06, I believe. Bang, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think its score is appropriately appropriately you know rated. It's just, and I guess it would fall as an underrated movie. Just that people always kind of slept on this one. I think it's worth watching. It's unique and it's young. It was mm-hmm. unique. I just I thought or, it was a lot of I thought it was a lot of dialogue and not. I thought the story was eh. You know? Yeah, but this is Robert Downey Jr. when he came back, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. after his he was good. Yeah, this well, yeah, after actually, his whole like social debacle, and then. Yeah, 2005. Yeah, and Val Kilmer, this is later Val Kilmer. You didn't see much more of Val Kilmer after this one. Um, so, you know, there's something to be said about just those two stories alone right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 15 was Gattaca, the Ethan Hawke movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Marky's a big fan of this. I've it's, seen like all of these. <laughs> yeah, Ethan Hawke, Uma Thurman uh, from 97, actually. It's an older one. Is this one that belongs on the underrated list, do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'd say so. It's got like, it's one of those science fiction films with like all the, it's like very idea based, like like a lot mm-hmm. of sci fi is, but they right. explore like, yeah, philosophical ideas. And I don't know. It, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's probably something that flew under the radar when it came out because it's not like, a sci-fi action film with a lot of big loud things going on it's a drama right you know centers around a small group of people <clears throat> so uh all right 14 is matchstick men uh it's from 2003 stars nicholas cage ridley scott movie. yeah it's a ridley scott movie i've never seen it i don't know much about it yeah i, I, it. I meant to see it because i don't know if you know i used to work at blockbuster yeah Media. no wait no. what i've heard and it came it came out on video while Someone I was at yeah it came yeah. out on video while I was at Blockbuster and I I'm sure I brought it home you know release week but I yeah never yeah. watched it I mm. meant to but I didn't get a chance so uh, and then we come to number thirteen which is one we want to kind of take a little more time with mm-hmm. and this is the movie Fifty Fifty uh, stars Joseph Gordon Levitt and Seth Rogen uh, T W yeah. Uh, this is one you I know you love. Mm-hmm. Why why don't why don't you take a kind of deep dive into Fifty Fifty? So if you don't know um, the movie Fifty Fifty, yeah, it's Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt stars. Uh, Seth Rogen is beside him in it. Um, Angelica Houston, um, who's the girl? Who's the girl? That's his girlfriend. Oh God, uh, Anna sorry. Kendrick. No, Anna Kendrick is the therapist. Or Bryce Dallas Howard. That one, yes, Bryce she Dallas was the girl. Howard. She's in it too. Um, it's it's a movie based off a book about a uh, true story about a kid that has cancer, um, and just his his journey. Um, young guy gets um, cancer in a in a spine near his spinal cord, and this whole journey. Um, and they mix in some comedy. You know, they at one point you know use it to pick up some chicks. You know, he's right. sick. You know, this whole thing. Um, but I was happy to see it on this list because this was a movie that I was actually really stunned didn't get more um, looks as far as Academy Awards and things like that. Didn't get any. Joseph mm-hmm. Gordon-Levitt got a Golden Globe nomination because it was it fell into that comedy musical 
category right. thing, but he, you know, they didn't see him at the at the Oscars, unfortunately. I think this is an amazing movie. I think um, uh, if my friend Mike Slayback is listening, who was the only one uh, email who he <laughs> didn't read on air because he insulted uh, children, um, but he he made fun of us because uh, we would always use the term criminally underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he would use that as a drinking game when he was listening to us. He would finish yeah. <laughs> every time one of us said it. I will say 50-50 is criminally underrated. Uh, it, it is so good. Such a good movie. Heartfelt. It's Angelica Houston's best performance in probably 25 years. I thought she actually kind of stole the show. Um, it's a good it's, – it's, it's one of those movies – again, I talk about this all the time. It's one of those movies if you're flipping through the channels and it's on, you will stop and watch the rest of it. Such a good watch. It's entertaining. It's got some great performances. I love 50-50. I think it's very underrated. So I think it's a good spot on this list. Yeah. The, this, I got to say, this is one I've seen too. Um. And just overall, like the fucking friendship between Joseph Gordon Levitt's character and Seth Rogen, yeah, is just so kind of like relatable mm-hmm. and fucking just so fun to watch. It's like, touching too. Yeah, yeah so touching. touching. That that is the fucking perfect word. So touching. Um, Great yeah, chemistry. The, those two are so so good together, mm-hmm. and. You know, and you feel for his character, and they like they do a great job of showing his struggle, but also showing how someone can make the best of a struggle. I guess is kind of a way to put it, you know. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah, it, it's a fucking lovely movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's so like I loved it when I first saw it, and I agree, totally underrated. Like Joseph Gordon, Joseph Gordon Levitt, his performance is fucking sublime he's it, heartbreaking like, he's so good like yeah oh it breaks I, your I heart at times. This movie. He, yeah yeah because he's just kind of a weird kid too he's an odd mm-hmm. kid and he's in a fucked up situation yeah I, oh god we we could do a fucking like a whole hour on this if we want right. but, uh, have you guys marky have you seen it 50 50 yeah I, I saw it closer to when it came out so i don't remember a whole lot about it i do remember liking it um one of the things that's uh stood out to me that i, I do still remember is that scene where I believe he's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in the car with Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. and he's been like kind of you know playing it cool and like uh, hasn't really showed much care to his uh, chances right the 50-50 is like his probability of life or death with his cancer is that right um, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's that where scene. the title comes from yeah. he has a, uh, a 50-50 chance of surviving this cancer yeah. Right. And then there's that scene where he's in the car with Anna Kendrick and it all kind of like comes to a realization to him and he loses his shit and she's trying mm-hmm. to keep it cool. Yeah. And just that emotion that he conveyed as somebody that's like unraveling in that moment. He, I remember him nailing that and I like got chills and felt incredibly uncomfortable for him. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and that's that's my main thing that stuck with me. I, you know, I remember a couple little jokes here and there, like the girls that they picked up and yeah. And Seth Rogen, he's I mean, he's like the morning after they're watching TV, and she's like, "Change the channel." No. <laughs> <He's> like, <"Yeah." laughs> well, remember, remember when? Uh, remember he catches the girlfriend cheating, and he takes a picture because she's like kissing that that's Jesus right, guy. Yeah. He's like, "Here, exhibit whore." That, that scene <laughs> is so fucking good. So great, great, great. AJ, you've seen Fifty Fifty. What do you think? I would hope. No. 
You haven't? Yeah. Uh, wow. I've wow. seen wow. four wow. movies on this list. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah. AJ, Jimmy, I'm sorry. I thought it might have been one of them. Jimmy, I'm sorry. I, I, it's a wedding <laughs> present. It's under my mother's name. I just got married. All right. Well, we don't want to bury it too much for because I want AJ to see it at some point. So it's a really yeah. good. We don't have to go too much further with it. Like I said. I said, get it out of here. <laughs> 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 I give a fuck whose name it's under. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just want to say, yeah, if you do see it, it, some of the performances just really are. Again, DP, if you watch it back again, watch Angelica Houston. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, she, I cannot believe she didn't get some nominations for this movie. She is this, she's just like a really like this selfish, self-centered. I'm not going to say the word yet because I'm not drunk enough, but, but then she comes full circle and she's still mama bear at the same time. She is so brilliant in this movie. I think it's her best movie she ever made. She so. does play uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's mom in this movie. Yeah. That's Angel- that's the Angelica Houston. Okay. She, she is just fucking brilliant. So anyways, um, I don't. Again, I don't want to say too much more because I want AJ to see this movie because it's really, really. Yeah, it, it's great. I think you'll like it too, AJ. AJ. So, all right. Uh, so, so number twelve on the list is the movie Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a fucking Annapurna special. So I know Andrew Harvey's going to be pissed at me for not seeing it since I'm his close personal friend. He won't give a shit about you, Marky. He'll be mm-hmm. upset that I haven't seen it. But yeah, it's um, you know, directed by Catherine Bigelow, written by Mark Bull. Uh, you know, th- yeah, this is a total Annapurna special. Uh, again, seems like a great flick. I haven't seen it. Can't say much about it. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen it either. I, you know, I just pulled it up real quick, and I don't even remember this coming out. <laughs> I don't. That's the other thing. I don't either. It's a Catherine Fucking Bigelow movie. Anthony <laughs> Mackie, John Boyega. So would you Catherine consider Bigelow that directing? How the fuck did I miss this movie? So would you consider right. that underrated then? Maybe it's got to be the fact it. that I haven't even heard of it. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Score seems decent on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. Yeah, eighty-two mm-hmm. seventy-nine. It's yeah, it's Catherine Bigelow. Not too long. I think it came out in two thousand seventeen. It's not that long yeah. after Zero Dark Thirty that mm-hmm. she did. So I mean, wow. Yeah, I remember I miss this motherfucker. Remember coming right. out. I just yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, number eleven is the movie Everybody Wants Some. Uh, this is a what Richard Linkletter, right? Yeah. The yep. guy who did like a boyhood, yeah, yeah, and and Days Slacker confused. and Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. And this apparently is like this kind of, I guess, spiritual sequel to Days and Confused. Uh, I again, I haven't seen this one, yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> I neither. Sorry, listeners, maybe that's why maybe AJ's on to something, maybe that's why these are underrated. We even fucking know about right? them, yeah. And so I like I do. I remember seeing this like, uh, like on Netflix somewhere one time when I was scrolling through. I just never clicked on it. So, um, uh, which moves us to the number ten spot, which is the Place Beyond the Pines. Have you guys seen this one? This is I one. Have. All right, because so, I remember hearing it's okay, again. I'm in love with Ryan Gosling. So, like, I know everything he's done. <laughs> I haven't seen everything he's done, but I know he was in the place beyond the pines. My Mark, Marky, where does this belong um, on the list? Well, I don't know because I just think this movie's not for everybody. It's you know, it's uh, they try to be artsy, they pull it off at times. Um, the story is structured in a strange way, 
to where there's it follows uh different characters over different time periods and it's a pretty long movie or at least it felt really long um and i just think the movie's not for everybody i don't know if it's necessarily underrated i just think that some mm -hmm. people didn't like it and maybe that got around and then people didn't check it out but you know there's there's parts of it that are fantastic uh ben mendelson's in it he's great um bradley cooper uh does well in the role that he has um ryan gosling plays a, a role that he's never done before Marky, like... eva, eva mendes is in it right she is, yeah. She yeah, plays God, the wife. Jesus Christ, I can't believe I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, and she's she's uh, outrageous. Like always, she's lava hot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can't temper that fire. No. But, well, Marky, well, I will say real quick, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, critic 78, audience 75. Yeah. So that, does that does that shock you if that's where that is? That no, I mean right? I think it's you know like I like the movie okay. I you know that's probably about where I'd score it. I just think it went over a lot of people's heads and it was too much for some people. It tried to do, you know, it it felt like at times it didn't quite pull off what it was trying to do. So it just it seems like it's it's a type of film that's almost got a niche. You know, it's not going to be a, a broad audience kind of movie. So I will say um, somebody who is actually in the movie Council, my ex-wife, um, mm -hmm. she's still technically in. Um, right. She, I remember her seeing that movie and telling me to see it years ago, and I never did. She really enjoyed it. Um, so that's a couple people now in the council that mm -hmm. are saying we should see it. Not a lot. Of, I'm thinking this movie is probably pretty underrated. Yeah, right. I thought more people saw it. I would have thought you guys would have seen it and just never talked. Yeah, it. yeah, especially with the I never cast. talked about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I, I, in it. Shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he'll make you drop your panties in this one for My, sure. I'd, I'd fucking drink his bathwater. Yeah, Wait, does why? does he have does, does he have a face <laughs> tattoo in this movie? Uh, yeah, he's got like a little teardrop kind no, of thing. Oh yeah, so but he's more. he's covered in like prison. I like those dangerous cats. boys. And, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, his hair is blonder than usual. Yeah, yeah, it's like dirty, like big pin tattoos all over him. Uh, yeah, I like my boys a little, a little dirty. Mm -hmm. Wait, hey, what? He drives Wait, a motorcycle. I, I blacked out. Where am I? What, what happened? What happened? Did we win. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right. So uh, that moves us to number nine on the list, which is the movie Jennifer's Body. Mm -hmm. This is a movie. Weirdly, like recently, I've been hearing a lot about like seeing shit on tiktok and stuff mm -hmm. about how um it, you know like what a great movie this is and so i had never seen it but i watched it the other day so uh so i could tell you guys about it and uh i tell you what it's a fucking great flick like th this is so worth watching and i think i it's not like it's not like an a plus movie but I, I think the biggest problem and why I think it's super considered underrated is mostly due to the complete failure of the marketing of this movie. <laughs> like the marketing made this movie seem like it was, you know, it, like kind of like the, the sexy teen drama, like, oh, look how hot Megan Fox is. You should see this movie, and th that's not what this is. This is a fucking like demented fucking horror movie, where you know, like Megan Fox turns into a fucking succubus that is just <laughs> eating fucking boys and like high school boys, and just 
you know, ripping them apart. Well, um, talk about how she became a succubus. Oh yeah, it uh, the whole thing started. So they she went to this you know bar to see a band to try. You know, she wanted to hook up with the band. They're like this local kind of on the way up band, and they decided to uh, kidnap her and ritually slaughter her as a sacrifice to satan because they thought she was a virgin yeah she was not a virgin so it just instead of like a sacrifice to satan she turned into a fucking all-powerful demon and boy was she fucking powerful too yeah she just started killing people left and right and eating their bodies and like this was a twisted fucking dark dark movie and the again, like I said, the the marketing made it seem like it was something way different than it actually was. Um, I, I will say that, like it, it, so it's written by Diablo Cody, uh, who she like wrote Juno and stuff. So the, there's very Diablo Cody esque dialogue throughout it which yeah, I, I do realize there's a bit of an acquired taste and I could see how it could turn people off but at the end of the day like the, this movie like, like just kind of the themes of you know like shitty fucking boys in high school getting what they deserve and you know like shitty girls in high school getting what they deserve it's a fucking fun, dark, twisted movie. Totally, totally worth watching. I I do think it's underrated, but I think that's more due to the poor marketing of the movie. Like, like I remember when it came out, and it didn't they they didn't make it seem like it was this dark, sick, fucking horror movie. So I think that's what hurt the movie the most was the bad marketing. Marky, you you've seen this too, right? Yeah, um, closer to when it came out, long time ago. Um, I remember liking it at that time, and yeah. being surprised. I mean that that lines up from what I remember because when I I can't remember why or who I decided to watch it with, but then after when watching it, I'm like, oh, this is not what I was led to believe. Like this right? is much better than I was thinking yeah. it was going to be. <laughs> The, the trailer made it look like it was ass like this is pretty awesome mm -hmm. it's dark you know right when it started off with that uh botched uh sacrifice mm -hmm. and then right from there i was like this is different this is twisted yeah um i remember having a lot of fun watching it then i don't remember you know i remember kind of like the general overall plot i remember amanda seafried being in it and she ends up getting powers at one point mm -hmm. um yeah which was a weird whole thing i wasn't I wasn't totally sure what that was all about. And as you, I know I you guys remember. all haven't seen it, so some more for the listeners who've seen it, email us, let me know. I, I feel like the Doesn't reason she banged she, her boyfriend to like get power and then like, I don't know. I, I think what it was is why she was getting the powers because they showed a flashback from when they were kids and like Jennifer got like a tack in her hand and so Needy like kissed the the boo boo on her hand uh -huh. and kind of got her blood into her. Okay, and so I think that's where the connection comes from. But remember. that's just a guess. I don't know. So again, yeah, listeners, if you've seen Jennifer's body and you think that's where this shit came from, 
Let me know. Can I hop in real quick? Yeah, please. I watched this movie today. Oh, shit, really? I literally watched it earlier today. And I got to be very honest with you. I really enjoyed it. Right? Like, I didn't want to. Like, I really, I went in, like, first of all, I had very low expectations because on this list, like, most of these movies on Rotten Tomatoes have done well. This Mm -hmm. one did not. I mean, critics, 46, audience, 35. Like, really, people did not like this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And first of all, Fucking Megan Fox, two thousand nine. Jesus Christ! Before your right? boy from nine hundred two one zero got to her and ruined right, yeah. everything. Um, Fucking David Silver. Yeah, that <laughs> twat. He uh, he ruined everything. <laughs> Knocked her up like a hundred times. But <laughs> Jesus, she is like, dude. And not for nothing. I, I'm, I'm not saying she's you know Meryl Streep, but she's fucking hilarious in right, this movie. She could. Some of the shit that flies out of her mouth is hilarious. Like when mm-hmm. she first like gets demonized. And she like is just being an absolute bitch. Like mm-hmm. she hates everything and just <laughs> doesn't care. She's great in that. And Amanda Seafried is like <clears throat> under the radar hot in that movie. Right. Yeah. Needy. And they remember they like make out with the tongues out. Remember that? Oh was, my god. That was a that dude, was a jerk break moment right there. Woo. Like Jesus Woo-hoo. Christ. Maybe she <laughs> maybe she passed it to her then. I don't know, but um, I I, I really liked it. Oh my god. Is it me or is Adam Brody just too good at being a complete Holy shit. prick? He Every was my movie. favorite part of the movie. Every movie he's in, he was awesome. He's an asshole. He's yeah. just such an asshole. Um, he's so good at being an asshole, like all the time. Um, kind of like a Justin Long. Yeah, remember, but that that was it right. on Reddit that you saw that he's just so good at being an insufferable twat. That, that whole thing. <laughs> um, but you know, to say Adam Brody's like that. One other quick thing that I noticed about that movie too, that the kid mm-hmm. that played Amanda Seyfried's boyfriend is Johnny Simmons. Do yeah. you know that that movie Whiplash? You know the J.K. Simmons. Mm-hmm. It, that was a short before it was a full feature film. Johnny mm-hmm. Simmons is the Miles Teller in the short. Yeah, um, and he's great. Wow. Uh, yeah. So that, Which, that kid. That speaking kid, of, speaking how of good was J.K. Simmons? J.K. Simmons was hysterical. Dude, I didn't even realize so it was J.K. Simmons for the first yeah. like half of the movie. The, well, like they never explained the hook hand. Like he's right. Just the hook. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I found it very entertaining. I I enjoyed yeah. my time with it. And, and yeah, look, the the views were great of Megan Fox. Holy mm-hmm. guys. man, to see free too. But. Um, Jesus, I no, I thought it was fun. That was a lot of fun. I don't, I don't know where the where all the hate comes from. Maybe it's just right. maybe a lot of people went into it too, like oh, Megan Fox, she can't act. Fuck it, you know. Right. Yeah. But I, I see, I was the opposite because I went in with such low expectations that the fact that it entertained me made me kind of like it. I don't mm-hmm. know. And that's that. I'm how, exactly. I remember watching it for the first time. I was like, "There's no way I'm going to like this movie," but she I agreed to for whatever <laughs> reason. And then I, yeah, and then I ended up really liking it. Yeah. And I don't know what the like DP said. I don't know why but there's been this resurgence like you've been hearing it in the zeitgeist lately yeah, yeah. big time uh, I, I don't know what's going on with it but yeah like i'm seeing it all over tiktok and shit and yeah i would i, I mean, wouldn't even mind with the way it ended i wouldn't even mind if they did a spinoff with amanda seyfried like I'm, right I, how I'm great like, would that be huh fucking great maybe that's that maybe i'll write that after my my ellis book Right, right. Harry Oh, it's a book now. Yeah, it's a book. And then we'll then I'll have AJ turn into a screenplay. A six-part six series. AJ knows how to do screenplays. I'll do the novel. AJ will turn into a screenplay. Then we both get Boom. credits. Done. Understand? Yeah. And then yeah, you like know, it. DP. I already told you you can play the drug dealer guy. Remember? All right. Anyway. Yeah, I can't wait um, for that. Damn. Right. So, 
<laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, all right, so that gives us to movie number eight. Here oh, we go. The eighth most underrated movie of all time. <laughs> like, this is one we all totally agree with. It's fucking Clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean... and, and, well, I'll say we'll all agree it's one of the most underrated movies of all time. Is it but the most maybe we all movie think... on this podcast? I mean... <laughs> It's the number one most underrated movie of all time. (laughs) It's gotta be. It's the number one everything of all time. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Clue is so good, man. (laughs) So good. AJ, you haven't talked in a while. Yeah, I I know. I didn't realize how how much you love Clue. I haven't seen any of these. We've talked about Clue in this podcast. AJ, do you like the movie Clue, AJ? Are you a fan of the movie Clue, AJ? Yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. And what yeah. is it? Is it one of your favorites? I'm a fan of it. What's yes. up, bitches? <laughs> AJ, AJ, I don't care if it's a fucking wedding present. All right, take it back. That's it. All right, well, well, all right. I'm not shouting. <laughs> all right, I am. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. I'm shouting. <laughs> All right, all right. Um, so what are we supposed to do now, DP? All right, so, to to, yeah. so skip, we're going to skip over number seven, which yeah. is, uh, we'll, we'll, spoiler alert, audience, uh, it's the movie Blowout. Uh, it's a Brian De Palma film starring John Travolta, but we're going to come back to that. And right now we're going to go to number six, which is the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Which is the worst fucking title for a movie ever. Very but a long. great, great, great fucking movie, man. You've seen a lot it. of people just call it the assassination. Oh, of I Jesse love James. this movie. Okay, yeah. I haven't seen it. You've seen it. Dude, too, Casey Affleck is so goddamn good. He got he got movie. an Academy Award nomination for this. Yeah. It, this is a great film. Uh it drags a bit. Okay. Well, it, you know, I'll go it, it drags more than a bit. It drags almost too much. Mm-hmm. Like it like it's just just a shade under too much dragging wise, but um, it, it is fucking excellent. I, I love Casey. Well, just a shade it's under a three great hours. story. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it could have been. It, and here's the crazy thing: it should have been like two and a half. Like yeah. it, this shouldn't have been shaved down to two hours. Maybe two and a half. They couldn't cut out too much because there's a lot of great shit. In I agree this. with that. Um. Yeah, I, I fucking love this film. Um, yeah, and Mark, have you seen it too? I have. It's been a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, it's a uh, it's a western, but done in a different style, mm-hmm. and it's like a a narrated western, and almost seems like a. I mean, when when was Justin James around? Was he around the Depression era? And so not uh, quite... a little before that, yeah. Because it, it seems like, like a, a yeah late eighteen early nineteen okay. hundreds. But when watching it, it's the whole film is depressing, right? Everything about it is depressing. <laughs> um, that's what Casey life Affleck, was like then. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, really. The soundtrack, um, the music, the setting—it's beautifully shot. Um, the score is beautiful. Everything is beautiful, but it's all just damp and dark and dreary and cold. Marky, back um, then you either worked on the railroad or you robbed banks. Like that was mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Those were the only two options. Sam Walkwell oh. is in it, and he plays like yeah. a little bit of a shining star, like always cracking jokes Dude, and the, stuff. This cast is great. Like, like so obviously I already mentioned uh, Casey Affleck and Sam Rockwell, but 
Brad Pitt is in this. Jeremy Renner. Garrett hey, Dillahunt, who's a super fucking underrated guy. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's been he's I been fucking around. Fucking love Garrett Dillahunt. Been a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Like this is a excellent, excellent cast and a, a truly Paul Schneider. He does a really yeah. good job. <laughs> Zoe Deschanel. Mm-hmm. Um so should I completely forgive Blonde and watch this movie or yes? Is that the because same? yeah, this is Andrew Dominic, the guy who directed this. Oh, I knew that Blonde. name sounded familiar. Okay. Yeah, okay. Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a yeah, forgive him for Blonde and go back yeah. and watch this. The fucking snuff movie. Piece this of is a, shit. This is another movie, though. <laughs> suck. That I think is not for everybody. I think it's yeah. got a wider. It's, I think it's got a much wider umbrella than Blonde. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's this is something kind of more akin to me of Place Beyond the Pines. Not everyone's gonna like it, but I, there are some friends that I have that love this movie to death. And there was a while where they were watching it every night. And it is got it because, to be fucking annoying. Is it because of the the style of filmmaking? You think not everybody would like it? I mean, I think it's the way the story is told. Okay. Mm. Yeah, like I said, okay. it's a three hour movie. Okay, yeah, I feel, I feel like because we know with Blonde, he was doing all these parlor tricks and camera yeah, the, work the, and the, the lighting bullshit and all this ugh. stuff. Suck. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. That's he does some. He does. He does a fair amount of camera tricks in this one, from what I remember. But they're more like appropriate. They're camera tricks that seem appropriate to the time like it's almost like right. uh the lens of a camera that would be used and they're consistent in this right. too in blonde it was so blonde indul- is so, <laughs> so indulgent he just like, he just tried all of them and fucking yeah. pretentious and suck pro- oh, oh my god, god. you suck they're, they're I'm, 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 will, I'm willing to watch i'm willing to watch that i you I like suck good, get out I, I like a good <laughs> i like a good western if you know told, yeah told this well, is you know? this is a this is a very uh dark <laughs> western Mark, let me not Sorry, dark, I, I, not, I just want to ask uh, you a question because I feel like you're like our our like resident Western expert. You've uh-huh. watched a lot of westerns. Mm, I have. You've seen Three Ten to Yuma, mm-hmm. right? That's what, a good one. What, would you say what's better, that this Jesse James or Three Ten to Yuma? Three Ten to Yuma. Awesome. Um, I haven't seen the original, but the the remake with uh, Christian with Bale. Bale, yeah, and that's Russell what I'm Crow. talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like that one better just because it's uh, I like Three Ten to Yuma better than just Assassination of Jesse James just because of. Um, my taste i mean it's it's you know that one's more of an action movie yeah, um, yeah. i like it and, a lot and assassinated justin james is a it's it's less action there are some shooting scenes the shooting scenes in that are uh more i think realistic than 310 to yuma <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so marky first of all marky is our right. resident western expert and he's also our resident gunshot expert as well mm-hmm. firearms expert yeah like but like but very specific to how the gu- the bullets leave the weapon that's like, that's right not just uh how the bullets leave the weapon how they enter the body <laughs> and the sound the, the sound of the weapon too right the sound of the weapon the recoil all of it <laughs> you should be like a fucking crime scene guy like one yeah. of the csi dudes so in 310 to yuma you have um what's his name ben i forget his last name the the oh, foster right, ben mm-hmm. foster You've got him walking down the street, shooting a pistol in each hand, playing guys out of the window, mm-hmm. and there's rounds like splashing at his feet. In uh, Assassination of Jesse James, you have guys that are like five feet away in the same room that are both shooting at each other and missing because they're both so scared. And that, to me, is more realistic. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah, makes that's kind of that's kind of like at the end of uh, Unforgiven right, like, when, when yeah, Clint Eastwood is just yeah, planking yeah. people off. 
Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like it's like fulfilling some, you know, fantasy, you know, when they're, when they're like picking people off. Like, right. yeah, I wish that was me right there. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, gun in each hand, blowing up, blasting. We, right, right. We right. got to add these to Marky's titles, DP. Can you make a note, please? We got to add the, the you got it, resident yeah. Western expert and, and firearms, firearms, and ballistics. firearms. Ballistics expert, yes. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, TP. Appreciate it. This this as a Western movie is unique. Um I I would recommend watching it because there's not a lot of other movies that are like it, and there's especially not a Western like it. All right. All right, I'm in. Good. Like, like we were saying, there's so many. Like I I want to see like I want to see Gattaca like really bad. Um, because AJ talking about blockbuster i worked at suncoast video for a year mm. we sold Ooh. movies but that came out in 97 i was i was working there in 97 90 yeah and i was 97 98 um that i worked there and i remember people coming in for gattaca they were you know they look like they most of them were virgins to be Big fair shower. to be fair yeah, yeah. It, was, it was phil brathwaite and me <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a throwback all right let's keep going i'm sorry i i got i got off kilter there no, it's you know it's a of, it's a lot of cold medication and alcohol mixed together at this point so i'm doing my best here guys i'm sorry <laughs> no no I, I haven't seen gattaca in quite some time but you i'm know, really liking that one the concept yeah. is very interesting where the you know the guys mm. at this lower station in 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 his life and he's trying to get himself to that higher station. wait a minute wait a minute isn't it ethan hawk though he is in it. Yeah, it's yeah. young Ethan Hawke and Jude yeah. Law, Juma Thurman. Oh, I Jude like Law. Jude yeah. Law. Jude Law was very hot. I then. love Jude Law. All right, anyway, that came out. Jude Law was very hot. All right, yeah. so Marky, Marky, real quick, would you say and he is hot? Would you say yeah? Would you say that movie Assassination? Would you say it's underrated or is it right? Is yeah, it... no, I yeah. say it's 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 um that one, especially for being a Brad Pitt movie. You know, oh, it's, it's a good point. Yeah, it it didn't. I say uh, it's totally underrated. Too. Get okay. a lot of traction. Yeah. It's good for him too. I mean, it's not it's not his typical stuff. I feel um, like the the name probably fucking drove people away, right? Yeah. <laughs> the assassination of Jesse James yeah. by the coward Robert Ford. People were like, what the fuck is much. this noise? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to tell people the right. whole name of it when they ask me what <laughs> I saw at the theater. Stupid. Time. You I think pretentious think based <laughs> off of like a, a like a biographical novel of sorts that somebody yeah. wrote, right? Mm-hmm. And they just yeah. use the same the title. title dude. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, asshole. All right, DP. Next one. Yes, sir. So uh, next one, number five on the list, um, is one we were gonna watch. <laughs> it is oh. the movie Barry Lyndon. Mm-hmm. That thing um, is long as fuck. It turns out it's fucking three and a half hours long, so we didn't watch it. So we don't know too much about this one. DP, I'll say I'll say one it's thing. Like it's watching hard. the Irishman. It, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard for a movie to call a movie underrated when it was nominated for seven Academy Awards. Which Barry, right. direct, yeah, that's right. the other thing with Barry Lyndon. Yeah, and it won well, four. You know, you know what I think? You know what I think it is though. It's Stanley Kubrick film, and I think this is one of his lesser known, even though it's nominated for multiple awards. Like, right. Yeah. We have Full Metal. Jacket, when it comes to Kubrick, we have The Shining. You know what I mean? You have these yeah big films that he did. Even even Doctor Strange Love, which is fucking awesome, you know, and, and like, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, um, I yeah, think this totally is one of those that AJ. flew under the radar in a, a way that you wouldn't think a Kubrick film would, but right. Um, well, a I've, Clockwork Orange, obviously. I had never heard this title for, for, of yeah. the movie. I never. That's heard what I mean. Movie. It's underrated. Yeah. It's got to be underrated, right? Yeah. It, it's Kubrick, and you hadn't heard it, so right. 
Yeah, the the, the that goes to show, but like like TWJ is just nominated for a bunch of fucking Academy Awards, so, so how did it fly under the radar so much is weird. I read a little but, synopsis of this, and it has like that markings of Kubrick that like I don't know he has these films that like the detachment, yeah, the human yeah. that's like sort of like uh, I don't know this like almost surgical cynic, not cynical, but like way that he like you know. Uh, goes about like human interaction and human connection. It's just very yeah. Like Clockwork Orange is is, is that so movie's that. fucked. Well, I mean that was a book, so he's not completely fucked. But the fact that he sought that book out and made a yeah film. the book the you book know what I mean I, that that's very movie. telling. That's very yeah, telling. Yeah. The Shining. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Those the books way are... he the, the way he changed the uh, the Shining around from the book. Yes. I know Stephen King wasn't super pleased, but you know that's just the way he makes films. And yeah, even Full Metal Jacket, like just it was sort of like a detached a bit of emotion to that. I don't know how. To yeah, that that it. that's his, that is that's his wheelhouse. It yeah, really is. Yeah, clearly. But I think Linden, from what I understand, is is very similar, but it's three and a half hours. It's like, yeah, it's how are we supposed to sit through that? How are we supposed to sit through that? Like, it's uh, like a, a British... And it makes the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford uh, seem like a quick one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it has something to do... The movie, Barry Linden, has something to do with like a British aristocrat or something like that? Or he's in the military yeah. trying to rise the ranks? Or he's, he, like... he's trying to rise the ranks. I thought he was like an Irish guy that like... Was trying to he meets like I think like all these things just like happen to him along the way of his life and it's just following him. And he's like the most uninteresting character in the entire film, apparently. Huh. He's more like the vessel of like to show you the things that are happening to him. He's basically know. Forrest Gump. Right. In a way, yeah, in a way, yeah. but right. Yeah. So in a sense, from what I understand, but I yeah, yeah. I'd love to see it. I just you know, man, you got. I, yeah. If I'm ready, if I'm ready to watch two movies one day in a row, I'll watch that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a long movie. So, uh, which brings us to number four on the list, which is a movie we have actually talked about on the podcast. I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, this is one AJ has seen. I think this might have been a pick a movie week where AJ picked this one for me. And it is the movie A Sounds Simple right. Plan. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton fucking... Oh my god. Like I said, if you've been listening all along, you've heard us talk about this movie. It is fucking awesome. Holy shit do I love this movie. Um, and again, I've just seen it recently because of the podcast. And yeah, AJ, you're, you're the one that fucking picked this for me. Tell us how goddamn good a simple yeah. plan is simple plan's amazing. It's such a tightly wound thriller. I guess it's just so. I don't know how to describe what I'm that the tightly wound part, but like it's every every um, aspect of that f- film by the filmmaker is so carefully considered as like how these people are getting themselves like into these things one after the other, and how mm-hmm. things like how things spiral out of control. And it centers around Billy Bob Thornton's amazing performance. Bill Paxton is awesome in it. Mm-hmm. Um, God, he's so good in this. Yeah, yeah. He's, he just, gets so paranoid. Yeah, <laughs> holy. It just fuck like does uh, he get paranoid. But but it's like this simple story. It's and it's a simple plan, right? <laughs> it's like they yeah. find <laughs> this money and they they you know they just can't fucking do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just mm-hmm. can't fucking do it and they're constantly paranoid to your point like 
this constant paranoia pervading the whole film and it's just it's a terrific film yeah yeah. It's kind of it's a little it's a little bit of a stretch for Sam Raimi too. It's like not something he normally does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. He's either normally, Spider-Man or horror. You know? Yeah, and he's normally it's normally more wacky. And this was more of a again, it's a simple story, but with really complex people, and which fucks yes. everything. Um, so I thought he was really, I thought he was brilliant. I actually think this movie is underrated because even though um, uh, Billy Bob got a nomination. And uh, the whoever wrote it got a screenplay nomination. Mm-hmm. I think this movie should have won a fucking trophy case full of awards. Right? Yeah. Best picture. My, best. It's director. one of my favorite yeah. movies ever. So mine, in mine that too. respect, I think it's it's it is underrated, even though it did quite well. Uh, mm-hmm. It probably didn't do well box office. I, I didn't look you, that up, but you know what's underrated about the Raimi directing, like the the um the setting of the film. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like the the wintry cold setting, like the way it's filmed yeah. in that cold setting, um, I don't know. It just brings more of a a sense of of dread and bitterness, you know, because the characters become bitter towards each other too. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. hate each other at points. So like, well, well, the, the know, weather I... makes the weather makes the whole thing uncomfortable too. Like, yes, you know, yes. we know what it feels like to be fucking cold. It's like not so. Not only are you feeling uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you're stressed. But you're just cold and like, oh, this sucks being outside, right. and you're always like seeking you, refuge. And yeah, you walk out the door a... and you, you like your snot yeah, freezes, freezes instantly. Yeah, that right. yeah. snot freezing yeah. cold. Like yeah, oh, so I don't know if this is adapted like from something like or, if an, or I don't <laughs> know if it's an original screenplay. I'd have to look, or if it's adapted. But the cho- choice of the setting is is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's, it's based on a book, AJ. Okay, uh, the, all right, it was, so. Yeah, that no, no. I just love how that setting is filmed too. You know, it's very desolate in parts. You know, and yeah. and it's almost too quiet in scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're like, you know, right, like they cha- they're looking over their shoulder, right? And they're looking over their shoulder, and they don't know who to trust. Marky, you mm-hmm. haven't you haven't seen the Simple Plan, right? I I haven't. No. All right, you mm. should. I know we've buried a lot, but dude, it's still yeah. worth, definitely worth watching. But yeah, check it out, man. Yeah, it's but I, we so, we got more to do. So so good. All right, so that will bring us to the number three movie on the list. Uh, again, I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the podcast. It's a movie I've seen and fucking loved. Um, I feel like we've, we've at least brought it up at one point, and that's the movie Prisoners. Uh, it stars Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Hugh Jackman, Paul Dano, it is a fucking great, great flick. Uh, has anyone else seen this but me? Am I misremembering talking about this no, on no, the podcast? No, no, big, big, no, 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 I'm a big fan of Prisoners. Oh, we beautiful. talked about it briefly. Okay, yeah, yeah I, like I said, I remember at least mentioning it before. So, yeah, ooh, great fucking film. Um, awesome performances. As far as I'm concerned, super underrated. This movie, again, to, like to me at least, felt like there was like oscar worthy performances in it and i don't remember if anything got nominated but it certainly should have um t-dubs have you seen this one so yeah um here's the thing i think i need to see it again because i remember i watched it when it came out and i remember looking at the the cast was gyllenhaal uh jackman um Mm -hmm. i remember 
And I remember going in, it had every everything about it made me think yeah. of like oh, this is gonna be like my favorite movie ever. And I remember feeling like I was like, eh. But I really? feel like I was okay. also just I feel like I was also a little distracted when I was watching it for whatever reason. I'm sure some broad mm-hmm. was annoying me or something. And <laughs> and I think I need to watch it again because not only that, it's a it's a it's a Denis Villeneuve movie who's just he's yeah great, you know. Uh, I think I need to watch it again. I love those type of movies. Very dark, very dreary, very rainy, like seven like. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that type of shit. And I remember feeling like I should have liked this more, and I and I didn't. Um, I want to watch it again, so I can't sit here and say I think it's underrated because I don't know. Um, I, I need a second viewing. It was nominated real quick. Uh, Roger, what a shock. Roger Deacon's got an Academy Award nomination for it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, actually, let me add this on, too. I've got to say this. He got a, he got a nomination for that Jesse James movie, too. Uh, yeah. Does he get one every time he works? Spoiler alert. Right. At, this point, at this point, yeah. At this point. Spoiler alert. I think there's a different Denis Villeneuve movie that's more underrated than Prisoners, which I'm going to bring up later. Okay. When we all, oh, we yeah, all yeah, yeah. I know what you're yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we are doing that now. Okay. Yeah, I I thought of one. We didn't tell Marky, so we'll get. Don't bury the lead. We'll get back. All right, sorry. Yeah, guys. So I, I I just I can't, I can't say it is or it isn't because again I didn't love it, but I want to watch it again. So which I will. Okay. I think it's I think it's streaming somewhere. So. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great. It's it is on Netflix. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. You can watch it on Netflix. Um, I'm gonna watch it again. I barely remember. Dude, Terrence Howard's in this movie. Mm, like, mm, Terrence mm. Howard is fucking awesome. Love Terrence Howard. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. It's super. Again, if you're going to do most underrated actors, I Terrence yeah. Howard might, might make that list. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Um, AJ, you you love this as much as me, or am I misremembering? I, I thought I no, remember no, you no, and no, I, I were both no, on I, the I same love, page. No, no, I love Prisoners. I think yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, there's yeah, some other there's some other Villeneuve stuff I like a little bit more, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think this is a solid Villeneuve effort. I like it. Yeah, nice. I like nice, it. Nice. I'm a fan. So, all right. So that brings us to the number two movie on the list, which is the movie Miller's Crossing. Right, Sparky. I haven't seen it. Yes, Marky, have you ever seen Miller's Crossing or? Did you watch it this week so you could fucking comment on tell us all about it right now on the podcast? I watched it this week so I could fucking comment <laughs> on it and talk to you guys about it on this podcast. Hey, beautiful! Wow, I'm so uh-huh. happy. <laughs> Careful Talk now. Give us a lowdown on Miller's Crossing. So Miller's Crossing came out in 1990. Uh, it's just under two hours long. It's a Coen Brothers movie. Mm. Uh, 1990 puts it. After raising Arizona and Blood Simple, um, but before Fargo and the head sucker proxy and Barton Fink. Um, (laughs) It's got um, Gabriel Byrne as the lead. My boy. I do love Gabriel Byrne. Love him. Albert Finney plays a mob boss. John Turturro has a character in here. Marsha Gay Harden, John Polito. What a cast. Um, yeah, a, a really Man. nice cast here. Steve Buscemi has a small, <laughs> like almost cameo. Buscemi, Buscemi. I like how you say it. I'm sorry. I like how you say it. It's a yeah, hard John. C for me. He's I, like it. I like it's it. Way better than it's a hard pass for me. <laughs> um, I really like this movie. It's um, so it, it it's 
it's a, a mob movie in the prohibition era of America. I think it's like in Chicago or something. Um, Gabriel Byrne plays a right-hand man and advisor to an Irish mob boss. And there's a, an Italian mob that's like in the same turf. And the movie itself as a whole, you know, it's even, uh, I rented it on Amazon for, you know, a few dollars. Um, and one of the uh, genre descriptions that it has on there is cerebral. And I, I agree with that. It's, you know, there was at the end of it, I, ha I had to think about it for a while, you know, like what, what did the overall plot mean? Because sometimes Coen brother movies don't really mean anything. It's a just abstract, a fucking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was talking about the movie with Sam tonight and she helped me bring it in. She's a lot smarter than me. Mm. Um, and it, overall, I think the movie, it's, it's the, a pretty like sweet, almost like um uh, heartwarming tale as violent and as dark as it is. Um, Gabriel Byrne is just trying to help out his boss, but he does it in a very kind of roundabout, uh, ass backwards way by getting himself kicked out of his own gang. Um, it's, it's kind of hard to follow at times because there's so many character names and nicknames. Like everybody's got a very strange name, like Bernie Birnbaum and like, you know, Mickey the hat and like all this stuff. And they're just, sometimes they refer to the same person as a different nickname, and you're like, wait, who, what? And like you, and they, they talk quickly, almost, uh, you know, kind of like how you is shown of the times, you know, twenties or whatever, if like people speak in this way. Um, and there's uh, a few shootout scenes that are pretty rad. There's some Tommy gun shootouts, you know, people spraying bullets, somewhat accurate, except at one port point albert finney has a 50 round drum in his tommy gun and ends up shooting like 300 rounds without reloading um there was a scene in the movie that i feel like uh tarantino took a note from and implemented it in kill bill um the animated portion of kill bill volume one when oren ishii they're telling her story and she kills the people that uh, there's a scene where she's underneath a bed and she, she shoots a guy in the ankle and then shoots yep. him in the head there's a, a scene uh, almost identical to that in this movie. Um, but I mean, it's not, un, it, you know, it's known that Tarantino borrows a lot of his stuff from previous films. Um, it was shot beautifully, as you would expect from the Coen brothers. The story is as simple as it is, is still intricate. Like I said, I had a hard time unpacking it, but then once you, you zoom out and look at, what happened during the entire length of the film it's actually a pretty simple concept but just watching and following this protagonist go through it because he played he's like uh he's always like three steps ahead of everybody he's always like playing the he's playing people against each other he's playing one side against the other um and so as a viewer you you also don't really know what he's up to um but no it was a fun watch i'm glad i watched it i'd recommend it it's a little bit slow at times and it's a little bit hard to follow at times, but if anybody's a Coen brothers fan, you know, definitely should watch this one if you haven't already. And Gabriel Byrne, he was, he was great. Fantastic. I love seeing these other people too. John Polito. Uh, he's like a short little bald guy, like pencil mustache. And this movie, he plays the Italian mob boss. He was great. Albert Finney, the, the Irish mob boss, uh, John Tutoro, a fucking, uh, you know, young John Tutoro is incredible Dude, he's, he's great and everything it I mean, is incredible how he's underrated he is. so is gabriel Byrne. yeah, yeah. Like, they are both underrated 
So they, it is insane how good Tutoro is. Um, and yeah, Gabriel Byrne did fantastic. Everybody's uh, drinking and plastered, always drinking whiskey and scotch this whole movie <laughs> during Prohibition. Yeah. There's the the police chief and the mayor are always like drinking uh, and hanging out with the mob boss guys. Um, uh, what's her name? Frances McDormand has like a cameo. A, a very young Frances oh. McDormand has a cameo in this movie. She's like in every Coen Brothers movie. Right. Ryan? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, I wonder if she was already banging Joel Coen at this point. <laughs> Got to be. <laughs> But no, I liked it a lot, you know, underrated for sure. I, I hadn't heard of this one. Oh, and as I was watching it, though, there were scenes of this. That I was like, have I watched this before? And it's I either watched it a long, long time ago and had forgotten about it, or I watched it when I was blackout drunk and mm. had forgotten about it because there was mm. things that I was seeing that I was like, I have seen this part before, but I don't remember this and that. Um, and it, which it's, then I would say it's entirely possible that like at the end of a movie council episode, you like in a drunken haze went and watched it. That's possible. Mm-hmm. We may have brought it up once while we were doing the podcast. Have and then you, seen it? Yeah. Watch yeah. it afterwards and just Mark- have no recollection because we drink way too much mm. when we do those podcasts. Well, that's every night. <laughs> but Marky, I will say Rotten Tomatoes wise of everything on this list, this was combined of the two critics and audience was the highest rated one. Yeah. 93 yeah. critics, 90 audience. Wow. So it's a it's a universally acclaimed movie as far as mm. um as far as critics and audience. So and it was a captivating movie as you know as as I was saying, as hard as it was to follow at times and where it felt like it was dragging on in other parts, it was still captivating. You you had yeah. to see what you had to finish it. You had to see how it turned out. Right. Um, but, but I'll also say this, like if if someone was to like uh, say, oh, I love the Coen brothers, you should watch this, 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 this. like Miller's Crossing would be pretty far down the list. When yeah. it comes to Coen Brothers movies, yes, yeah. So, so I think that's where it gets seen. Yeah, rated yeah, that's fair. It was from, nominated for right. nothing, which is odd for the Coen Brothers. Yeah. So, and there's there's so. uh, some surprising parts in this movie. There's uh, typical Coen Brothers fashion. They they uh, sprinkle in some comedy inside right. of like very dark scenes, like in Fargo. You know, there's very oh, yeah. much some of that in this. Take a, take care of it right here in Brainerd. <laughs> <laughs> But you're right. When it comes to Coen Brothers, there's they have some that are so fucking good mm-hmm. that even a movie that is as good as this one, if it was right. done by anybody it falls else, falls down the list. Yeah. yeah, right. It's but it's near the bottom of their their catalog. Yeah. So speaking of down at the bottom of certain directors' catalogs, Hey-o. brings us to the number one movie on the um, twenty most underrated movies of all time list. And that is the movie After Hours. Uh, AJ. Yeah. It's not very late. You watched this one this week. I watched it today. You you could give us the lowdown on After Hours. Tell us all about After Hours. Well, first I want to say that Martin Scorsese is the director of this film. Yes. (laughs) He directed (laughs) one, two, three, four, five films in the 80s. Okay. Raging Bull, The King of Comedy, After Hours, The Color of Money, and The Last Temptation of Christ. Huge range of films. Right? Jesus. 
after hours, as far as Rotten Tomato goes, is the second highest ranked of those five behind Raging Bull. For obvious really? Reasons, for obvious reasons. 91%. 81% uh, audience. 87 audience. Sorry, 87% audience. Sorry. My my apologies. Wow. Um, and it's a 97-minute movie about this guy who lives in... It's 1985. He lives in New York. He is a word processor at this company. It's a weird like thing you see at the beginning right. where they're like doing the computer stuff. Right. So, so 80s. But... He uh, goes out to a coffee shop after work. He meets this girl. She invites him to go to Soho, you know, a call or give her a call or whatever. He ends up going there. And then, like, it's one of those, like, you know, uh, the night where everything goes wrong and yeah. he's being, like, chased by violent mobs and all kinds of crazy shit's happening to him. You know, that's out of his control. But I have to say, I'm so glad I watched this. I fucking love this movie. Good. It was so good. Griffin Dunn is the lead, and I don't know him that well. I know he's like American Werewolf in London or whatever. I don't know what that. Oh, movie. that's what he's from. Yeah, I was looking mm-hmm. at the. Yeah, the so he is fucking hilarious. Um, everything that happens to him is just you know it's happening to him, so he's reacting to these things that are going on. Everybody he runs into is fucking psychotic, um, but Scorsese doesn't. You know, I mean, we've seen these films before. Like, out, it's in New York, so he's out like out in the city, and you know, he runs, he he takes his cab to Soho, and the cab driver's driving around like a maniac, and his twenty dollar bill flies out the window. He doesn't have any money to pay the cab, and and he doesn't have any money at all, and he runs into all these crazy eccentric characters, and um, I just loved it. It's got like Terry, like weird, like like um, people you like. In younger roles like Terry Gar and um, Catherine O'Hara. I was going to say, I see that Catherine mm. O'Hara is in it. You know, and um, oh, geez, just people like you wouldn't, I don't know their names, but I remember, I know seeing them in things like later on in their career. Rosanna Arquette, uh, Cheech and Chong are in it, Linda Fiorentino. Like it's just, it's got a great cast and it's awesome. I love it. I love it. It's, it's dark at times, but his reaction to everything and his performance is fucking hilarious it's hilarious it's filmed so well um filming in new york i think is a scorsese staple right you know mm-hmm. he knows how to film new york city and yeah. he he does he's like you know he did it here in 1985 so well so i loved it i loved i loved it have you guys seen after hours not i know i i have not but I, I do remember that Scorsese movie he was filming, uh, where Larry David was playing the um like kind of the crime boss and then yeah, he yeah. lost the jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy awesome. killer gave hey, him the jacket. Yeah. Hey AJ. Hey AJ. <laughs> um I actually I actually watched After Hours. I watched it yesterday. Okay. Oh um, I want to hear this. <sighs> shit. Uh oh. Eh. I, I get a weird no, him. No, okay, AJ. Are you um, gonna weird him? All right, AJ. No, I, I. You can. You can think what you want of it. I enjoy. I. It. I agree with you. I thought Griff, Griffin Dunn was great. 
He did. Yeah, like he, it's hilarious. He, he's just like the the pressure cooker the whole movie. Like it's, just the reaction to yeah, people gonna, that he his, has. His his facial expressions make the fucking movie. Like remember when he's actually, trying to get the phone number on four one one. And, yeah. and, and Catherine Harris character keeps like, and he has to keep hanging up and call. He was getting yeah. so pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did, and, and I thought it was directed really well. And I thought um, I liked how, for such a weird movie, it didn't have any fat on it. Whereas everything that happened, there was a point. You know what I mean? Like, because shit like would happen an hour later and go, oh yeah, he did that. That's why this happened. It all worked together. Um, but at the same time, it was kind of, what's a good word for it? Uh, what's a better word for cunty, DP? Um, <laughs> pretentious? There we go. It's a little pretentious at times. Um, and I, thought you, I thought you were going to say formulaic because we've no, seen No, no, I liked that. We've seen these sorts of films before. I liked that part of it. Um, I thought I thought that worked well. I thought it was very smart directing. Yeah, um, it was. But I, yeah, it was it was a bit pretentious. Although gone, for some reason, I've always just stroked it to Linda Fiorentino. I mean, like <laughs> going back to the last seduction. You ever see that? Um, but then her in like in um, Men in Black. There's something about her. I don't know what it is, and she shows her tits in this. It's great, but um, <laughs> I loved that. But like, first of all, Rosanna Arquette is literally one of the worst actresses it's ever been on film, and she was insufferable. Actually, when once they found out she committed suicide, it made me happy in the movie. <laughs> not, not, not her. The actress, the the the, the character. The character. Okay. Character gotcha, DP. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, Carrie Leach killed herself. Good. Hey, this is um, one of those instances we're not going to like the same shit. You no, know? I <laughs> didn't. I didn't hate it. I just kind of got by about about two thirds of the way through. I was like, oh my god, let's get on with it. Like just. It was it was a lot of setup and it just started to wear out its welcome. But I can see I can see a lot I can see the Scorsese in it. And I thought the directing was well and I thought it was a well told story, especially with those how it got pieced together. I thought it was, I thought that they did well there. So yeah, and the ending is fucking mm -hmm. really interesting. How they like wrap it up and yeah. sort of how they frame yeah. it and book and he goes it. right and he just goes right back to work. Right, but how they book, how they yeah. bookend it because they, he walks out of there at the beginning and he's gets any crashes there at the end like yeah just... yeah I, I again again there were there were very very there were flashes of brilliance but a lot of the movie kind of just got me going all right come on let's come on let's get there you know like and, i and, want you no, know i i get that but i think i was surprised because of the scorsese films that i gravitate towards are not this type of film you know yeah. the goodfellas and the departed yeah. of the world very like, different very different. Very, very different stuff. Even even um silence. Have you guys seen silence? That's a way different movie. Mm -hmm. But I feel like mm -hmm. I have. But it's, it's a very deep, heavy movie. But I think it's like like a passion project he did with uh, Andrew Garfield and yeah. uh um, Adam Driver. Driver. But um, but I love that one too. And that's a totally different film than the mob stuff yeah. he does. But this is a total departure with the comedy and a little darkness to it and yeah, there was not a lot of fat. 97 minutes, man, I breezed through that thing. And yeah. I, was la I was laughing out yeah. loud during it. Was, like, there was definitely some funny shit. There was absolutely some funny shit. Yeah. Um, so but, I enjoyed it a lot. So I think I think it's underrated just based on what we all know of my, Scorsese's work and his body of work and his... This know, his, is never mentioned when people mention Scorsese. So yeah. No, I mean, yeah. especially... 
maybe because of the lead, like the lead was somebody like that didn't mm-hmm. end up being some someone like Robert De Niro. You know and by I mean? the way, right. and, uh, Griffin Dunn got a uh, Golden Globe nomination for this. Oh, nice! He yeah, should have. So, he was I mean, fucking he was awesome. great. He actually he was the reason I kept on because I was interested in him. Yeah, um, he was but funny. yeah, you know, I don't know if I can say if it's overrated or underrated, especially with the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, like the critics and the audience loved it. I'm kind of like I think it's rated accurately. Okay. Okay. Okay, fair enough. But I think yeah. with Scorsese's body of work, it's underrated for like the stuff he's done, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's under the radar. But maybe under the radar versus underrated is, you know, that's a different thing. So right. Right. We can debate that all we want. But, you know. Yeah. Be, because there's definitely a difference between. That was my <laughs> underrated pick of the week. Right. <laughs> and then the, of course, there's the. Under the radar pick of the week. <laughs> I've, I've used I've used both, both those terms. Like both. I've, inter- yeah. I've interchanged those. But yeah. Do they do they mean the same thing? No, I think know. I was the one. Possibly that did that. There, there might be a difference, but there might also be the difference between Marky's favorite um, under the weather pick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you're feeling sick and you want to watch yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, right. You gotta watch some shit. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, you're, out, you're out of work. You're sick. You get yeah. under, weather, under the weather pick of the week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings us back to the number seven movie on the, this list, which is the movie Blowout. Um, it's a Brian De Palma film. It stars uh, John Travolta, and this one we all decided to watch together. And give you a, a full movie council review of the movie Blowout. Um, the, this movie, uh, you know, it came out, it, it was 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an older movie. Going so, back, baby. Yeah, going way back. <laughs> um, I was bored a year before that. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's, it's Brian De Palma. Uh, well-known filmmaker. This is not one of his more well-known movies. Yeah, but, never heard of it. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a story about uh, uh, John Travolta plays this guy who's a sound man. Yeah, a, a sound, <laughs> a, a movie you sound love that. editor like, slash douchebag. <laughs> yeah, that um, you know ends up getting caught up in some weird conspiracy shit and it, you know, fucking goes crazy from there. Um, First off, I will say, first off, let me just get this out of the way. Um, People that, like, record and edit audio are just like better people than everyone else. That's true. So, yeah. So like, I, I kind of had a soft spot for this guy. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Did they, they, they let you know that too. Normally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those dicks. Travolta Wait, did. What? <laughs> All right. It gets Any- <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so, that's true. Uh, so yeah. So John Travolta, yeah. this guy, he's trying to record like ambient sound. Records a apparent crime, and then you know shit spirals from there. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. I thought this movie was like fuck. I I don't want to shit on it because it didn't suck, but but there 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 were some problems with it. 
and there's some things I didn't like, but over like I thought it was a great story. And I, I think the setup of the story of how like you know there there were multiple fucking people trying to manipulate the situation and you know John Travolta got sucked into this whole vortex of craziness. Like like I thought that was interesting. Uh I thought you it, it I'll tell you what, the fucking like the soundtrack to this movie, the fucking music, it it was very old school film noir, like building tension, fucking music Sex playing heavy. as yeah. everything's going. Yeah. I thought that was fucking awesome. Uh, but but there was a lot of performances I didn't like. John Travolta's not one of them. John Travolta was fucking awesome in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird because like when you hear talk people talk about John Travolta, it's like, oh, he was great in Greece and Saturday Night Fever, but then he disappeared until you know Quentin Tarantino rediscovered him. He brought his no, A-game fucking to this Brian De Palma fucking discovered the shit out of John Travolta because mm-hmm. he was awesome in this movie. He was really, really good in the face of people that weren't good. Yeah. Like, I mean, the the lead female, uh, Sally. Nancy Ellen. She just... So, like, at first, I was watching, and I'm, and I'm like, this girl is terrible. Like, she looks like she's acting. And then there's the reveal that she's, like, a fucking grifter. Mm-hmm. And she was conning him. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense that she was apparently acting. But then the rest of the movie, she was apparently acting still, so I was wrong about yeah, that. She just wasn't good. One note. She wasn't fucking good at all. Mm. Um, Dennis Franz, who I fucking love, not good at all. Mm-hmm. Which guy's um, that? The, the, oh, he was the, 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 the creepy the guy drinking the J&B. He tried to rape her. Detective yeah. Sipowitz. And she smashed yeah. him and she smashed him in the head with the bottle. That's right. right. Yeah. Um I, I mean there was a couple good things about John like, Voight, Lithgow. in my opinion, was uh or Lithgow, yeah. I thought Lithgow was fucking great. He was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Uh, nowhere he was a near, good bad guy. Nowhere near peak Lithgow, though. Like if, you know, this guy's but, world class. Yeah, he wasn't like, ricocheted Lithgow. Right. Yeah. Fuck no. Or even even uh, cliffhanger Lithgow. All right, thank God. I, I I'm quite because I didn't like it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it, and, and I'm already getting feedback from y'all. <laughs> you guys are on the same page the as me, right? Yeah. You guys didn't like this movie. Well, I mean, the, the, there was a. I, 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 saw, I keep Sucks. seeing AJ doing the thumbs down. There was a lot more of this movie that I liked than I uh, expected. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll let one of you guys go because um, it sounds like you guys are chomping at the bit to talk shit about it. But there's, I've got a lot oh. of things that I did like about about it that I could say. It's fine. Yeah, no, Marky, go ahead. Give give us some positive. Do it. Do it. Do All it. right. Um, so it did Do feel it. very dated, right? It, it felt like oh, a movie God, of its yeah. time. Um, yeah. And Big I felt time. like there was things that you could get away with back then when making a movie or telling a story that people just took for granted. Um, one of those being like the technology, like, you know, uh, even I know, well, I guess maybe because all the technology was new, but like the whole, um, 
Oh shit! I don't know. Maybe it was like this back then. Yeah. But that's that flashback <laughs> when uh, yeah. they have the wire on the guy and the yeah. battery's burning a hole in him. I mean, that was silly. But was really silly about that part is when that guy was dead within seconds of being yeah. strangled from a little wire. Yeah, yeah. How I, did that? By, how did that timing work? Uh, how do you die that quickly? I mean, come yeah. on. Also, the right, guy did, that did, did he it. just did he just prop the thing? It was like put your neck in here. <laughs> yeah, and it, the, the guy that did it though is like overweight and old, comes shuffling out of the bathroom right. real quick. Marky, um, can I say really quick? I think that yeah. was a missed opportunity because I think the idea was really good. It made uh-huh. sense in the movie. It made sense why Travolta got all hot and bothered about this whole thing. You had a law and sure, order yeah, background. Yeah. It, I think, I think if they had done that better, yeah. it would have made so much more sense. Right, but did I it make agree. sense? Did it make sense how they sprung that on us that he no. was that guy? No, but it would have made sense for why he got so hot and bothered about the conspiracy and all this. He had yeah. a law and order background, all that. It would have made sense had they done that better. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. I just wanted to no, sure, sure, sure. And, and are we supposed to give it, are we supposed to think that Brian De Palma is like this amazing film? AJ, like- AJ, AJ, put it in your pocket for a second. Mark, you're about to go on a rant. I know you well yeah. enough. You're about to go on a rant. Let Marky finish. He, he did. There was times where uh, Brian De Palma exercised the creative lens a bit much. Um, you know, I, I had to look up the name of what this kind of shot is called when he was, uh, when John Travolta's character is uh, taking the ambient sounds out off on the bridge when he accidentally records the audio for the car crash that ends up being an assassination of sorts. Um, Brian De Palma keeps using the shot where he's got uh, a dual focus going on where he's got a subject in the background and in the yeah. foreground that are both within focus. Um, that's called a split diopter shot. Um, and it's cool to see every now and then, but in that particular scene, I guess it made sense in that scene. You know, and I, I like that overall scene a, a fair amount, like with with him, like waving the sound wand around and like capturing the shots of like the owl and the frog. I don't know why, but I like that. I mean, just it, it seemed like kind of cleaner and better than a movie of that time, I think would have been. But and I like the scene at the very end with the fireworks and it almost seemed to be a, uh, a green mm. screen effect, like an like an early version of a green screen. Right. Um, so there were some things that I thought he. I I actually loved well. that shot though. Yeah, uh, yeah, him holding her, with yeah. the, you know, fireworks going off over his head. I thought that was a beautiful shot. And but, I, I, mean, I will it took two hours to get there. So <laughs> I will tell you the whole time I was watching the movie, it was a, a very like meh for me. I was like, you know, whatever, just gonna get through it. Blah blah blah. And the very end, the last like couple minutes of the movie, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like yeah. I did not expect it to end that way, and it easily it easily mm. bumped it up a couple stars for me, yeah. just with the uh, uh, him like fucking he giving up on the conspiracy, just feeling beaten. The girl dies, he doesn't win. You know, he just is sitting there smoking a cigarette. He looks like shit, and that's it. Like it was a very brutalist ending to a movie that you don't see very often. And I, I like that just because it was different. All right. So I'm going to unlock the cage. Go ahead, AJ. So I think that's the film's only saving grace is its ending. 
Mm. Like, it decided to be like a downer and go against the grain and not like have her live or whatever. Thankfully, because she was annoying as fuck. <sighs> but um, if I, I feel like, am I supposed to be impressed that a filmmaker knows how sound mixing and sound editing and things work, like so that the character knows how it works? Like, am I supposed to be impressed by that? No, I, I don't know. I think like, they got away with more because of the time. Yeah, probably. Um, I just thought that like the last half hour of the film was him slow motion running to try to get up the stairs. It was so heavy. It was so excruciating to watch. Even the car crash, like it it wasn't neat. It was only yeah, it was Mm -hmm. so much very heavy. Yeah. Very, very much so. And I thought that the the uh, the cover up and the conspiracy and all that was super weak. It was just this fucking psycho that liked killing people, basically. That's well, what it know. turned into, right? Well, like he was like they, everybody well, he was he higher, was... but everybody they turned it back on him. They're like, that's not what we wanted. Right. He, and he and then he went rogue. Ball. And the, right, but right, but he went rogue and it was it was never explained. It was never dived into that's like true. That's why true. he was why he he was targeted even to get the pictures of him, like why it was a thing. Um, well I, I think I, what I like it was is he went rogue because he was an actual fucking serial killer. Right. He just started fucking murdering people and right. carving a liber- Liberty Bell into their stomach because he was a fucking lunatic. Right. I thought I thought at first Sad. I'm like, oh, he's killing her because Fuck. when he kills the other one, it's gonna right. look like it's part of like a serial killer thing. That, so yeah, that is go why. back to, to the yeah. to the conspiracy. But then he killed a second one, the, the chick in the fucking bathroom. Right. Like, and then you realize, right, now he's no, just he's just a serial killer. And I'm like, I, w- I and I love John Lithgow, <laughs> by the way. Um, he's the only actor in that film I would say I like I legitimately respect and like. Um, and I respect his work. But yeah, that's not the best we can get from John Lithgow. No. You didn't like Travolta in this? I thought Travolta I, I was don't know. I, I love Travolta in this. I thought I'll, he was the best part of the movie. I'll say I'll say there, there were some there were some things I liked and some things I didn't like. I, Travolta was one of the things I thought Travolta did well. Um I yeah. thought he did a good job of playing a cocky sanctimonious twat, you know, like right. which is, yeah. which is the, like which is most of Hollywood. Audio. Right. You know we, no, 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 but like yeah, I'm a sound cool. man, and just everyone knows what that is. Yeah, Ooh, sound man's man. a cool. fucking douchebag, right? Oh, by the He's... by the way, before I get TW, you can go, yeah, you can go. Yeah, yeah. But the chemistry between him and Nancy Allen was dog shit. Well, first yeah, of all, AJ, not there Nancy Allen was dreadful. I'm horrible. saying that, that there's no chemistry horrible. There. So I, mean, the... I, I blame I blame the casting director. There's or, a reason or, that or the, 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 or whatever. The, there's a reason that she stayed on to do all three RoboCop movies because <laughs> they didn't want her to do anything else. She's dreadful. She's a terrible actress. I, I, I mean, I kind of like um, the kind of damsel in distress. If it's like a like a one of those hard boiled detective movies, like I like that mm-hmm. stuff. But that's not but what this. No, it made her mm-hmm. her presence made no fucking sense. You're right. Like when she was playing the character early, but then when it's like, oh, oh, she's a grifter. Then she should have turned, but she's so fucking one note the whole time. Right, she didn't it, turn. Just, You're like, right. she should have like she yeah. should have developed an edge at that point. Like, yes, some kind of edge. And I think it actually she did not. Her character did not. I not actually think close. I think she hurt Travolta's performance because. You're all sitting there going, that's, "How is he falling fine. in love with this girl? She's insufferable." You know what I mean? Like, it uh, that's a good fun, point. You know, and so I, that that was tough for me. Um, the only, I I actually. And that's why the ending for me, I was kind of like, 
well, I'm happy she's dead. You know what I mean? Like I would have killed her myself at some point. So I was like, but but I liked how the very, like Marky said, the very, very end. How they were working for that scream the whole fucking movie. Shit was dark. Yeah, Which that's right, yes. dark. That's as soon dark. as she was like leaning <laughs> over and screamed at him, I immediately I'm like, oh, that's gonna be in the movie. That's the scream. And that yeah. was, but that was the opening scene of the movie. They were searching for that scream the whole movie. That yeah. part I thought was kind of fucking yeah, I, brilliant. That was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I liked yeah, yeah. that about it. But overall, I mean, I didn't hate it. Um, again, I liked Volta. By the way, one thing I noticed about the movie. I don't know if this is something like De Palma was like working with the way everyone drops the F bomb in this movie. It's brilliant. Everyone mm. like, it's so searing the way everyone's like, yeah, I know I know who the fuck you are. Like, the way they say fuck in this movie, watch mm-hmm. it back. If you have a chance, it's just some, every, the way they deliver the F bomb is brilliant. I love that part of it. Um, but like, I, yeah, it, it was meh. I, I think if we're talking, I think if we're talking, is it overrated or I I don't I think it's it's um you know Rotten Tomatoes stand by hold on it's right here 80, 80 something percent I would eighty seven uh critics eighty one audience I I'm think not down that's, with that I think no I think that's high but it wasn't uh I'm a little high uh, I think uh, <laughs> it, I, I, it didn't get nominated for anything I don't think it made any money in the box office. So I'm not going to say it's oh, it's underrated or overrated. I, I think it's just kind of, it's just a movie. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, you know, it's, it makes me realize why I've avoided like 80s, like thrillers or something. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just yeah. not a genre that really appeals I mean, to other me, than like you know? Fatal Attraction. Like, I mean, other than that. Sure, sure. That's I a good mean, one. Yeah, but. That's a good one. No, I can't um, really think of too many others. Presumed innocent, even that like ninety or eighty nine, maybe so that's presumed like innocent, right on the cusp. Yeah. Right, oh, that, yeah. the 80s stuff just the, the the sensibilities just don't jive anymore. I just, you know, I think I think what 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 uh, appealed to people at the box office was so much different in the eighties. Mm. Did you, you guys know? notice uh, uh, John Travolta's fucking bat cape when he was in the the hospital? Near the after, right after the car accident, he's wearing that T-shirt and his hairline and his back hairs are one continuous piece. It's, it's for a brief moment. You see the back of his neck, and it just continues all the way up. Yeah, fucking. But that scene after he leaves his room and he goes to see her, her acting is just so dreadful. So terrible. Bad. She's bad. Her, like, and again, like I said, like I, she was so bad that like it was annoying me. And then when I found out she was conning him, I was like, oh, that's why her acting was so bad. Nope. And then it turns out, nope, nope, no, no, she's just a bad actor. I was looking like, at her. I was so wrong. DP. And it just ruined everything for me once I realized that. Yeah. I was looking at her wiki page and it was like, oh, she quit acting so she could work on her activism. I'm like, no, that's not no. the reason. That's not no. the reason. No, no, she no, didn't quit. no one would want to. No there wasn't a Robocop You four. suck. You <laughs> suck. Right, no one, no one would hire her. That's, I think, that was the problem. Also, I, I was annoyed. I was yeah, annoyed I didn't with quit the, uh... doing gymnastics. <laughs> I just, I, I, I got to as high as I could get. Right, and then I, I, I wasn't going to drink a beer. So yeah, she didn't know, even get that there. Yeah, that was as high as I was going, baby. And I was really annoyed in the movie at the end when uh, John Travolta sent. Nancy Allen on this mission to meet with the reporter who that they was thought ridiculous. was the, yeah, who they that thought was... was the reporter, and he gave her all the evidence. He didn't. And he, didn't tr- he he didn't trust it was the reporter, but he still gave it to her. 
yeah. and just made a copy of the audio. And she asked about a copy of the video. He's like, I don't have time. And yeah. why give her anything still, if he didn't still, trust it? It was right. weird. Yeah. It was an easy out for the end of the movie because then Lithgow is just like chuck into the river. <laughs> yeah. And like, now yeah, John Spoldane got Jack's shit. gonna kill you. Again, I enjoy Travolta in this movie, but yeah, I thought he was overall. the best part of it. You know, By yeah, far overall. the best part of it. Overall, it's like meh. I, I didn't. Yeah, I thought Lithgow did. Lithgow's Lith- fine. Yeah, I feel like Lithgow owed somebody a favor and just like yeah. was there. Again, it's not. It's not Ricochet. Lithgow. No. <laughs> Come on, you see Ricochet, Marky? Uh, Denzel. Denzel. Denzel Lithgow going back and forth. Oh, no, it's Dude, like a, it's Ricochet like is fucking dope. It's, it was a Ricochet should be on this list. Ricochet, <laughs> that's Ricochet's the tits. Barry in the lead, DP. We're gonna be naming yeah, somebody, right? right? <laughs> Speaking of oh, Ricochet, awesome. Ricochet Boy. is the tits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Out the buttons. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, boys, let's. Uh, uh, let, let's get into this. Does anyone have any other movies they feel should be on this list that aren't on this? There's list? like a million, but yeah, I, but I mean, yeah. You, you, uh, you, let's see if we can narrow it down. AJ, DP, you want to go first? DP sprung this on us last minute, so we I just know, throw these out. My there. AJ, go ahead. Right, yeah, Ricochet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Ricochet's <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. it should be. So here's the one I, I wanted to bring up. So we talked about prisoners. But a couple of years ago, a few years ago, actually, I saw the film Enemy, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve, and it's uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, who, let's just say, no spoilers, meets his doppelganger. And oh yeah, goes from and it goes from there. And I would consider this very underrated. It is um, seventy. One percent critics, sixty-four percent audience. But I would say it's it's definitely not for everyone. But it's it's um it's a mind bender. And I mean, for me, those are the kind of films that I really get into in the sci-fi genre. And uh, Hall is awesome in it, as he typically is in most films. And, and I love it. I would go. I want to go watch it again right now. I'm just and thinking it's, about it's it. It's on HBO Max. It's free on HBO Max right now. It's terrific. It's um. It's yeah, like I said, it's, it's a thinker, yeah, and uh, I love it. I love it. That's my pick. I love it. Denis Villeneuve, mm-hmm. he's developing into that kind of director that I'll watch anything that he makes. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. I was on like a Villeneuve slash Gyllenhaal kick recently, like a couple of years ago, where I was watching a lot of Gyllenhaal stuff. Saw Source Code and prisoners and i was watching yep. the stuff and i i ran across enemy and you know i had been you know i loved arrival and i loved obviously prisoners like i said and uh just seeing this it was just a good collaboration between uh Hall and villeneuve good aj good <laughs> so, uh, yeah th- let me give my real quick uh kind of you know, honorable mention before I get to my real one. Um, because I hadn't thought about it until AJ earlier was talking about like uh Gattaca being like this interesting sci-fi idea. And um it, there's another movie that had a great idea to it that didn't quite pan out, but it should have, and 
I actually feel like the movie's way better than it gets credit for. And that's the movie In Time. The one with Justin Timberlake, where like, uh, you know, society is based on how long you have to live. And (laughs) it's it's just like, you know, weird fucking sci-fi idea of society. Um, I thought it was fucking actually really good. It it got kind of shit on, but I think (laughs) it's better, way better than it gets credit for. And if you get the chance, check out In Time starring Justin Timberlake. I think I was one of the ones that shit on it. So. I like JT. I always watch a JT. Yeah. He's good in Underdog. Mm-hmm. Alpha Dog. Uh, yeah, Alpha Dog's a good, a good flick, too. Yeah. So, but uh, for for my my real should absolutely be on a list of the top 20 underrated movies of all time is the movie Chronicle. Have you guys seen this film? No! It is... No. It's like this found footage style movie. It's like a superhero movie, technically, right? Yes, it so is. So DP's total superhero yeah. movie. Yeah. And it is fucking awesome. I heard it's I, fucking I, great. I oh like my God, one. it's so good, dude. It's one of the best. Like, if you're going to call Michael it a B. superhero Jordan. movie, one of the best superhero movies fucking of the last 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Who's the main lead in that? I know Michael uh, B. Jordan was in it. Dane DeHaan. Yeah. Uh, who was like uh, in the Amazing Spider-Man Two? He was uh, Green Goblin. Um, like you said, Michael B. Jordan is in it. It's yeah, it, it's just great, great. I remember the, film. the other kids, the kid that he was in Place Beyond the Pines. I don't remember his name. So yeah. uh, free, by the way, Marky, it's free on Hulu if you want to check it. Yeah, I've seen it. Check it out. It is so so good. One of the best, like you said, superhero films. Of the past twenty years, doesn't get it get the credit it deserves. Yeah, but I fucking love Chronicle. DP. I was putting together that list of the, the the superhero movie things you and me kind of briefly talked about. Chronicles mm-hmm. kind of up there. Yeah, there's a lot of people that love that movie. Yeah, it, so. it's definitely getting more love recently, which is great because it totally deserves it. Yeah. It's a great, great film. I've been meaning to check that out. So, so um, I, I'm right there. I'll say it. Um, so I, I just, this movie just popped into my head. I didn't do a deep dive. I just, it got in my head. I'm going to go with this one because this, this list tonight, I noticed, I think what they did was they really just looked at the most popular directors that are out there right now and went, Hey, what movies do they do that nobody knows? Because we, we yeah. talked about Coen brothers. We've talked about Ridley Scott, Kevin Scorsese, Martin's Michael Mann, Michael mm-hmm. Mann, Brian De Palma. I think that's how they yeah. did it. Fuck, fucking uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, the, yeah. I, think that, I think that's how they did it. I really think yeah. they, they, they did. But um, So I have one for that. It's a Farrelly Brothers movie called Outside Providence. Oh, my God. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. And, and uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Critics 51, Audience 65. What? I think that movie... Tim- Right, I think that movie is is really great. Again, it's one of those movies you can just throw on and watch any time. So good. Shauna Tozy is technically the lead. You know, he's somebody who's mm-hmm. been around forever. Um, he was on a show called Copland. It was one of my favorite shows of all time. Is that Alec Baldwin in that? Alec That's Baldwin's in it. Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. He's got God. a smaller That's role. Uh, what's her name? A- Amy Smart is in it. Um, it is 
fucking hilarious, first of all. So dr- remember the DP, remember the kid drugs Delaney? Drugs Delaney? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hilarious. It's such a good movie. It's got a good story. There's some heart to it, some great jokes. It's just a super watchable movie. Um, I would absolutely check that out. Let me see if it's streaming anywhere. Sorry, I should have already known. Uh, it is not as a uh, yeah. free at least. Yeah, um, you'd have to rent it for three. Yeah, you have bucks, to rent it for three. It's it so worth three. So bucks. worth it, and it's, and it's a Farrelly Brothers, Wait, you know, after, you know, post Dumb and Dumber and everything like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's really, I think it's one of their better um, serious. It's it's actually more serious. It's right. funny. It, it's, but it's a more real, serious movie, like uh, kind of family drama, I guess. You know, yeah. Like, exploration into family dynamics yeah. and shit like that. The, I mean, they were dumb and dumber before this. So yeah. And it's this just this one is so such a departure from what they've done, but God damn, it's great. It really is. And I was, I remember being disappointed that not many people knew about it and, and it didn't get, you know, much um, fanfare. I think it's a really, really solid movie. So that's mine outside Providence. All right. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, so when we're talking about these underrated movies, you know, my original thought of the definition was movies that are just lesser known that yeah, you think that are really good. Um, I guess you could take the definition as literal as thinking that they're rated lower than they should be. Um, but like when we found out this list that we pulled from the top 20, these are all rated fairly high amongst the critics and bunch of them. Yeah. Um, sure. audience so they're just lesser known movies so for a movie that I thinks lesser known but has a higher score is that movie that uh andrew and i were telling you guys that we were about to pick for you a couple of weeks ago bronson starring tom hardy yeah mm. to see that um not a lot of people have seen it it's rated pretty high it's like 76 percent rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. um but in my opinion that's tom hardy's uh best work as far as showcased as an actor um i highly recommend to anybody my underrated pick that i think is lower rated than it should be is the tom cruise movie oblivion from 2013 it's a sci-fi movie it's kind of cheesy um it a little bit later uh edge of tomorrow came out which did much better right yeah that that, i think that was oblivion's problem (laughs) Was it came out around the same time as Edge of Tomorrow? Uh-huh. Edge of Tomorrow was amazing. Yeah, so people just oh, people amazing, forgot about right. this one, and it didn't score very high. It scored like fifty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's still a great sci fi movie. The premise of it hmm. is a lot of fun, and it's streaming for free right now on Netflix. Um, Olga right. Kurlenko is so in it. So many fucking movies to watch. This Jesus Christ! Know, it has. Right? Uh, I'm so Morgan. excited. Morgan Freeman. It has uh, <laughs> Nikolai Walter Costeau, the guy from Game of Thrones that played Jamie Lannister. Yep. Love yeah. Um, it's it's a fun. It's got some twists in it. Um, I've seen that. No, maybe not. There's some shots in it too. It's got some great special effects. Um, it, it's just a good sci-fi story, though, in my opinion, and it's rated much lower than it should be. If you're a fan of sci-fi, it's a high recommendation from me. That's good, dude. Th- I mean, between the ones we we talked about tonight, because DP, I need to see Chronicle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, HA, I haven't seen that other one you, you mentioned. Uh, Enemy. I haven't seen that either, but I love you know mm-hmm. you know you know how I feel about Gyllenhaal. Between that, between yeah, I got 
I still got to watch. Jesus Christ, look at the. I want to see Detroit. Everybody wants some matchstick man, Gattaca, Thief. Fuck. Yeah, I got a lot a of movies to watch. Here. I still want to watch. Yeah, I got to tell you, everybody wants some is one that's high on my list. Yeah. It, it's, it's, that's one I, I feel like is going to make me laugh. Yeah. It looks like yeah. it. It looks like it. So. so, all right, boys. Well, listen, we've run, we've run long tonight. Um, mm-hmm. We should probably, we should probably That's call it an episode, though. I yeah, gotta say, this, this is a good time to talk about underrated movies. I know, and it was different because we did like an overrated, underrated one, like you know what, a, a fucking seven years ago when we started this or whatever <laughs> yeah, right. it was. Or Marky was still in college or, or right, whatever yeah. that was. So he didn't even know our niece, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how did we know him? Though? I don't. Man, that's a TP. Write that script. Write that script, TP. On um, it. On it. On it. So, um, <laughs> but it was different. We did like we were talking about our, you know, ones we thought were overrated. This one, I like this. I like the Watch Mojo thing. I, I think that's cool. I mean, you know, there's a few other ones I looked on there too. We might be able to work into episodes. A little bit of a reach, a couple of them, but we we can talk. Um, but uh, yeah, good, good, good shit tonight, boys. Before we close it up, um, anything, anything, uh, any recommendations you guys got? You seen anything? I know we had a lot to do. You guys get anything? It's it's so funny because bef- I I didn't bring this up before we recorded, but the, that is something I realized. We haven't been doing our uh, end of the episode recommendations yeah. recently, so I do have one, uh, which again, it, it almost seems like kind of a waste of a recommendation because it is like the number one watched show on Netflix right now but that new um Wednesday the like the Adams family fucking reboot show I started it dude it's fucking good yeah it like is. it is really it good is. the this young girl that plays Wednesday is super fucking likable and like and maybe because I'm older and fucking I hate everything She's way more relatable to me, yeah, because yeah. she hates everybody. But it's a fucking great show, and I definitely recommend people checking out Wednesday yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I'll give you one real quick. I watched. Did you guys remember that movie that came out last year that everyone thought was going to win all these awards, and everyone went meh? It was called The Tender Bar with Ben Affleck. Yes, and yes, yes, I watched yes. that the other night. It's free on Prime. I'm not going to tell you what I think. I want you guys at some point, if you get a chance, okay. because I want you guys to tell me what you think. Um, I'm not going to go any more details. I watched it the other night. Watch it if you have a chance and then shoot me a text right. and tell me what you think, okay? All right. I, I, um, I finished uh, watching that new show 1899 on Netflix not too long ago. Mm-hmm. That's a very bizarre, twisty show that uh, it's by the same creators that made the show Dark, also on Netflix. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Dark is a time travel show um, dubbed, or not dubbed, it's uh, German. You can listen to it dubbed if you want, but it's better just to read subtitles, in my opinion. Um, the new show is in English, but there's a lot of characters that are speaking their native language. Um, and it's very bizarre. It's I don't want to give too much away because each episode unfolds so much. It is so fucking weird and bizarre. I love these creators. I love the show. They tee it up for a second season, and I hope there's more than just two because I thought it was awesome. All right. H.A., you got a recommendation you want to throw out there? This came out this year, but 
I was obviously people don't know I'm a gamer, so I was watching the Game Awards last night, and this one best um, adaptation of a video game, um, Arcane. Oh yeah, oh League of Legends, mm-hmm. and it's a show on Netflix. It's one of I've ever seen in my life. I was just so enraptured with this show. Um, it was unbelievable, and I would watch it. Again. Watching them win last night, hearing that um, Imagine Dragons song that they use as their theme, fire me again. So if you haven't seen Arcane League of Legends, see Arcane League of Legends. It's fucking without fault. It's amazing. I I watched that show at your recommendation, and I really loved it. I've never played the game. Um, I had no yeah. idea what the characters were about, what the story was about. To, right? And I loved the show. I thought it was great. Yeah. So I just wanted to bring it up again because it was it won last night at uh, you know the biggest game awards of the year as an adaptation and and deservedly so it is an amazing show mm-hmm. amazing I I can't wait for season two yeah me neither it was great hi right, boys yeah. well I think we got to call it an evening if there's nothing mm-hmm. left I think next week we got to right? start talking Christmas right we got a couple Ayo. things to talk about. Um, and then we'll uh, we'll get you all get you y'all set up for uh, for the Christmas season. A couple things to watch. Maybe we can give some recommendations for some old ones. We'll 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 talk we'll talk turkey after we get off. But uh... and the quarterback <laughs> is toast. What movie? <laughs> Don't you dare! I know. I'm and, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> anyways, guys, we're gonna call it an evening. Thank you. Uh, really interesting topic tonight. Fun topic. Love it, DP. Great job, guys. As usual, great job. And uh, we will be back a week from now to talk some Christmas movies. You guys have a wonderful week, and we will talk to you a week from now. Good night. Good night. Peace out. I love little children. The movie council is adjourned.